Yes. All right. Let's do this. Let's get it on. Listen, if you've been displaced by another radio show and you're joining us for the first time, we're mornings with Matt and Bob powered by Chewy. That's right. We got Smokey in the room, but we'll introduce everybody to you. But first... There's only one requirement to join us. There's a $2 cover and a two-drink minimum. All right? And then after that, you've got to decide, well, there's just one other decision you have to make. And and that's whether you're... And that's what kind of eggs you want in the morning. Well, whether you want to be beat in or sexed in. That's... Uh, Okay. (laughs) After that... It can't be both? After that, it's all good, and you're part of the family. Let's let's do today's starting lineup so you know the players taking the field. Hey, the man straight ahead in his Ninja Turtle t-shirt. That's the way we roll. Galabunga. Right here. It's authentic. Uh, he is the uh, hardest working man in show business, a heavyweight champ in every aspect of his life. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. He will knock you out. He will knock you out in the ring, and he'll knock you out. Not this season. On the radio, ladies and gentlemen. Our producer, a shoe head, a food head. There's no taco truck that hasn't served him through the window, ladies and gentlemen. Please say hello to the man, Mr. Chewy El Dorado. That's right. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Makes me feel so official, like with a badge on. But the guy in front of me that... Oh, yeah, please. I mean, there's so many things you can say about him. Oh, man. But I'm just going to say a few things right now. Okay. Look, he's one of the most beautiful men I've ever seen. One of the most thoughtful, one of the most charitable. No. But, ladies, he'll rock your socks off. (laughs) I can tell you that. He's been in movies. He's been on stage. He's been on the radio for the past Ah. 30 years. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Folks, it should be a privilege for you to even listen to a syllable that he speaks. Ladies and gentlemen, his name, Bob Von Sega. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. If only half of that was true. Uh, the man over there, uh, he's, at my, uh, he's at my 10 o'clock. That's Smokey. <laughs> that's all I think. There's really nothing to say other than weed every day. that's Smokey over there. Yeah, he's, I bet uh, he smoked this He helps morning. us out. He's uh, he kind of. We're training him to back backfill so we can get Chewy to uh, take a nap. Take a nap. <laughs> take a nap, and then Matt should be here. Is there any reason why the door is open? I like the door open, but I just thought to. Leave I didn't it know open if the, I didn't know if the air nobody... conditioning wasn't working or the heater. Well, I, I, uh, look, I don't want to bring this up it, again, but there's nobody across um, the hall. There's I, only uh, one problem with the door being open. What? That smell we usually get when we walk right into the door. Yeah. It's now all the way, like it's past the kitchen. What is it? What does it smell like? Coffee? No, not good. Well, you we just missed play, it, by the way. Game? I like the hat, but we're going to talk about that in a second. You just missed it. I, I pulled in about 10 minutes ago. And I got out of my car only to find a guy turn into our parking lot, park where somebody used to park with a blue car. Is he rolling up? Uh, he came out to the back of his vehicle and started throwing up blood. So, um, welcome to the neighborhood. Is somebody trying to steal my El Diablo story from me? Well, welcome to the neighborhood. I had to send Chris out there. I didn't send Chris out there. I said, Chris, uh, you better see if that gentleman needs some assistance. Well, Chris went out and shot him, and it's all settled Oh, now. good deal. Um, it's all settled. That's kind of just part of the fun and excitement that we have around here. I don't know what it is about this parking lot. It's like a magnet for uh, just all kinds of delights. But uh, anyway, that's what... Oh, the sound, too. 
<laughs> I got it all. Wait, you you videoed? And it was a little terrifying getting out of your own car. You know, you, I've got you know backpacks and jackets and headphones and and everything and and, and, to see some, and to see somebody get out of their car so quick and move in your general direction. Were you worried he was going to throw up on your backpack? Little, well, I didn't know what he was going to do until he got and started hunching over, bending over in the back of his car there. Do you think he ate some bad blood? I don't know. I don't know. He must have ate some bad blood. <laughs> I said, bro, you got to see somebody. You better see somebody. That ain't good. Anyway, was yeah, he, one of, that is was he one of your want, friends, Smokey? I don't want anybody running towards hey, me. I don't have extra yeah. weed to share. I noticed that the last couple of days that Smokey's in here, he does a really good job of rearranging the cameras. Does he know that the cameras aren't on? I feel like work? I mentioned it to him, but they're, then now they're I'm just, prearranged. Could be one of those OCD things for him. Kind of is. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, because they literally aren't on. I like though he's oh. decided he wants to be uh, he wants to be on camera though. <laughs> He's like, I don't. I'm a star, baby. I don't know if they work or not, but what they, this thing needs to be pointed at me. Trying to make y'all look good. I think they are recording. No, they are not. Uh, they might go right up to the boss's office. It's like Squid Game. There's just a dude in a red jumpsuit and a mask. Honestly, I watching monitor watching monitors. If they recorded this for some reality show. I still didn't watch the second episode yet. You guys aren't concerned about. I guess. I guess Matt sees it all. Yeah, all I mean, day long in his neighborhood. I gotta be I, honest I don't with you. Know. After what is it now? Uh, I rarely see someone at the Hill Country Galleria just uh, hurling life's juice. I think I'm officially twenty years since I owned on the East Side. I mean, I I lived on the East Side in the '90s, which was a whole different. Yeah, I like that hat. Ball game. Thank you, man. Whole different ball game. Oh, yeah. oh, I gotta put on headphones. That's why you guys sound weird. <laughs> but the uh, yeah, you get to a point where you're like you you become unfazed by certain things. You know what I mean? It's just a guy vomiting blood. I don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, it guess... was not in good shape. He was like, you should have heard it. How does it sound? What? Well, just I don't want to. People are. Having, oh, people hey, are eating their breakfast tacos right now. This is your audition to get into Police Academy 17, okay? We need to hear the Michael Winslow version. He was like, Michael Winslow, for those of you who don't know, was the uh, comedian from the Police Academy movies who would make sounds with his mouth, and that was how he came to fame. He's not a good comic, by the way. That ain't bad. And scene. That ain't bad. I've had worse. Police Academy. Well, no, it was over and over again. It was oh. like, it was continuous. How do you know it was blood? Because uh, when Chris, I, I said, Chris, I, you know how Chris opens the door, front door for us with his flashlight. And I said, Chris, you might want to go check that out. Dude's, you know, dude's tossing out there behind his car. Now, I don't recognize it. I don't recognize it. Normally, I would think it's probably one of the employees coming in after a bender. A, after a bender, but... Now, uh, why did you think Chris would want to go watch someone throw up, though? Does he have the sawdust? Does he need to... Yeah. Hey, Chris, I thought you might want to go watch somebody throw up. Well, he's. it's all part of you know, security or whatever. And it could have been Big Red or Cherry Kool-Aid. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Is this guy hot Cheetos? Just had... Everyone's eating hot Cheetos around here. Okay. Well, That's what I'm saying. Like, blood in your vomit actually looks like coffee grounds. He said it was. 
Well, I'm gonna try. He if, identified, and he's more. He's more uh, wait, trained. Wait, wait, he's wait, more wait, trained wait, than wait, I. Wait, I've just wait, done wait, Citizens Academy. Wait, he's wait, done wait, the wait, whole wait, thing. Wait, 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 wait. I think I'm putting. Did you say, hey, Chris, you might want to go check this out? And then did you just wait in the lobby till Chris came back after you checked it out? No, I had, I had his back. I was. I backed him oh, up. Oh, you had a six. I backed him up. I stayed outside. Make sure he was okay. Wait, you say oh. I'm the security for the security. So did so did you go with him all the way up to the to the? No, no, I kept a you know unthreatening safe distance. It sounds like you're the voyeur for the security. I didn't want to. Uh, no, it, it no. doesn't sound like you backed him up at all. You didn't want anyone else to feel threatened. Believe me, he was backed up. He was fully backed up. Really? Yeah. Like like died, he had to, he had to digestively. Poop? Wait, you were gonna put that? a fi- was it? You gonna put a finger in a thumb? You were gonna pimp somebody? <laughs> was that? Well, like, let me ask you a question. I know what you're trying to suggest, but how many yards are you are you accurate from? I'm pretty good. Just ask District Six to the DPS. It's been long. They you took me to the range. You haven't shot. I was in a fully while. checked out on the it's range. Fine, but if you were waiting up on the stairs and that guy was all the way on the parking lot, were you going to take a 60 yard stab at a guy with a let's with, say, a, with a tiny a, a piece that's small enough? No, to I was going to scream like a little baby. <laughs> Let's say he I don't know, took. What do you think I was going to do? I was going to take my shot. Let's say he took I mean, Chris, our security guard, hostage. Put from a behind arm around his neck. And, and Chris says, "Bob, take the shot." Then I would have gone full. I would. Can you? I would have gone full. Could you? Could you steady that aim? I could. No, Bob would go ahead. I don't drink. Take the shot. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't. I don't think Chris would yell that. <laughs> I, I don't either. Anyway, just part of the fun that we have every, every morning here at the mighty KLBJ in the middle of uh, Thunderdome. Oh, yeah, let's click it and let's boom it. Uh, hot on the uh, heels of the home amendment or whatever passing, you know, that was going to oh, yeah. for more where building. You can put it, yeah. Where you can put an apartment complex in your backyard. Yeah, the, the wealthy folks have already started uh, filing left and right, filing um, injunctions against it. They want to slow it down, so we'll see how that goes. You slow your roll, baby. Well, it's because they're just like, well, yeah, I don't want you messing with my tawny neighborhood. And uh, what does but, tawny mean? Uh, you know, like fancy and nice, beautiful. Oh, that doesn't sound like tawny. Sounds like something that would be ripped up and. Let's see if I've been misusing like tawny, it all these like times. Like tawny town. Let's see. I'm tawny, contain. I've never heard that expression before. Well, this here says. I'm not challenging you. I didn't throw. I didn't throw the uh, red uh, the Scrabble challenge, challenge flag. I just. I, I realized, never heard that word well, used in, why I in the to, wild. Here's why I want to look at is that I know that a tawny port is actually like a brownish, and this says yellow, brown, 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 or, orange. So I don't know why I would call it a tawny neighborhood because that wouldn't even make sense. Tawny. Tawny Katane? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, I'll, we'll allow it. Judges? It's been allowed. Here's the thing. I'm complete. Tawny subdivision. T-A-W-N-Y? Or N-E-Y. N-E-Y. The British. Don't know why I've ever used the term. I read it in the book somewhere. But that's how language starts, though. You know what I mean? Like, if enough people use that, it'll be in the dictionary by uh, 2026. All right. Well, so you know what I mean. Like, I guess I'm at like a neighborhood where Tony Katane would live. Mm. Tom. Oh wait, here it is. Tawny is it a neighborhood word you're meeting. Donny. No. 
I'm sorry. I took you down a rabbit hole, and I didn't mean to. I just, uh, I didn't mean to throw the challenge flag on that word. But I'd never, you know, I play Scrabble occasionally, and I don't want to get, I don't want to get caught in the headlights by using a word that is not even in the dictionary. Well, don't use that one because I've been misusing it probably for 40 years. Uh, here we go. These are the best and worst states for millennials to buy a home. Okay. Right? Because we've been talking about affordability Remind here. Remind me of le- millennials by saying, the year. What, what are you talking about? Uh, or age? I think, what, like 80 or 83? Are millennials right after boomers? No, they're right after... God. Or no, Once again, Gen, Gen X. So you're a typical boomer that you want to just skip out on the X's. We had the greatest generation, then we had boomers, then we had Gen X, then we had yeah. millennials, then we had... The majority, the majority of the listeners of this show are Gen Z, are Xers and Millennials. That's okay. the majority of the listeners to this show. Gotcha. Now, I think we might have picked up some uh, Zs. I want to say that you have some morning. real. There's some real vocal listeners that are Boomers that like to listen to this show. Mm-hmm. They tend to be the ones that. Why well, got a single a single out Tesla Dan? Why'd you got to do that? It was good to see him. They tend to be the ones that have the most like, wow, I hear her. I don't know why, but I understand. It just hurts. It hurts to be older, and I get it. All right, Mr. Tawny Man. Here's a list of the states um, where it's best for millennials to try to buy a home. Okay. And once again, Delaware. The old, no, Delaware would be very expensive. Uh yeah, because you're in driving distance of like DC and you know, it's Duluth. the eastern seaboard. Also, Delaware allows you to uh create LLCs um tax free and there's a bunch of like of banking loopholes okay. and stuff Plus, there. Plus uh, George Thorogood's from there. Well, it's going to be a town I've never heard of then. Uh Tawny, Mississippi. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. You guys are aware that like there's a thing called supply and demand. And I understand. One of the thi- one of the reasons that there's going to be uh, more affordable housing is there's going to be a high supply, and there's going to be a high supply because no one's demanding to live there. Right. Okay, here we go. Uh, here are the ten best states to live in, or best you have the best shot of getting your housing if you're a millennial. At number ten, should we do one of these things? Will it have the average home price? Uh, if I go to the actual study, do you need me to uh, do that? No, I can do maybe it. Maybe on the cheapest one. Because then, I mean, I don't know, who knows? I might be able to make a move. I mean, I need something like the price of Mexico. I'm going to see if I can pull up the actual. Oof, man. It's complicated this way. Oh, it doesn't have the actual prices. What it does is it scores these states on things like political and social environment, affordability, employment, quality of life, health care, personal finance, and safety. Oh, wait, even more. So it, it, it uses a scoring system and it, to break all that down. It's all going to be below mid, I'd imagine. The more affordable the house. Yeah, so these are the places with the highest millennial home ownership rate. Let's go. I'm Makes ready. sense? Yeah, we're ready. We're all packing. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. At number 10. All right. Uh, live free or die. That's the uh, the state slogan for this state. I know, uh, New Hampshire. That's uh, that sounds expensive, and new. New Hampshire, uh, live free or die, and a uh, home of slippery rock. 
Is that a rock or a place? That's a, a rock, but it's there's nothing fantastic about it. But it is one of those things that you know how we get. You know how Round Rock gets excited about their Round Rock, and then you go there and you're like, oh, that's the Round Rock in a creek. This rock isn't as slip more slippery than any other rock. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And number nine is Wyoming, which also has some of the most expensive housing in the entire country, but it has so much space and so few people. I mean, but most of the houses in Wyoming are seven, eight, ten million dollars because of these ranch kind of homesteads. That's where Kanye lives. Huh? Well, a lot of wealthy people like to move there mm-hmm. to be left alone. You know who else lives there? Who? Tucker Carlson. There must be something about that place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and number, you know who else lives there? The devil. Well, it's funny. It's funny that you should say that. Uh, former vice president, um, Dick Cheney. Uh, Idaho is another one. You may be asking, I'd like to live up in that long... That skinny part up top there in Idaho. What's the, that called? Is that, the, the is that a panhandle? That's a handle. That's a panhandle. That's just a regular handle? The axe handle? That's a panhandle, yeah, sure. Uh, Idaho. Seven is Utah. Utah. Six is Indiana. Have you wanted... Chewy, are the, any of these states you want to... Any of them getting you excited to move to them yet? Not yet. I mean, I'm trying to think of like what their big city is that I could go to and Indiana have a good would be time. In, Indianapolis or Terre Haute. I know, but what have they got? Terre Haute. Terre Haute's got. A, remember that used to be the cap. That used to be uh, Emmis Properties. There, you have a lot. You could have. You could have transferred directly Terre to a Haute. station there. Which one has the best food? I don't see Wyoming having a food scene. Is it? Mm-mm. Every day it's just beef and lots of it. Idaho. What are potatoes again? It's what for dinner. I love potatoes. Utah. You got it. You can't tell me that all those Mormons. You can't tell me they don't know how to cook it up. Look how many kids they got. I don't think there's any salt. <laughs> uh, at no number mommy or whatever. Let's get, spicy for yeah, let's get into the top five. All right, okay. here we go. Michigan. Now, you can buy a whole city in I Michigan got, I, for I a mean, price I of like a house that. here. Kind of, okay. And music scene. Brutally cold. And what? Renee uh, Zellweger. No. Who's our favorite disc jockey up in up in Detroit? And up in Detroit. Oh. Yeah. Lindsay Renee. Lindsay Renee. I happen to have it on the affirmative that the legal weed there. The least amount of taxes and regulatory expense on a legalized state-regulated weed is in the state of Michigan. It is supposedly very powerful and very cheap. Yeah. Plus, up up there in the second in the p- upper peninsula, you know, it's it's divided. Nobody wants you don't two. want to go to the UP, dude. Nobody, you nobody. It, but it's supposed to be beautiful. Scenery is supposed to be beautiful. Yeah, guess where else it's beautiful? Where? Like, it, have you ever been? You ever driven through Mississippi or Tennessee? It's gorgeous. But guess what happens? Occasionally yeah. behind the trees, some slack jaw comes out oh boy. with a hammer dulcimer. Isn't and the next bad? thing you I know, you're having that. a sex with a pig. Oh, no. So far, Detroit's the winner. You, Good rap scene, too. You, you, could, you could buy a whole town in Michigan for the price of a fixer-upper down here. You can. Especially Honestly. places in there are areas around the Detroit mayor. where the city will actually give you ten or $15,000 towards a home if you now agree to live. You could be the mayor, the own all the... It's like Monopoly. You could own all the utilities, the railroad, be the mayor, what? own the city. What? Yeah. And the utility? Yeah. Let's wrap this up And Pasco? At number four is West Virginia. At number three is Maine. That's just, it's That's literally crazy. just old people, though, dude. It's literally. And it's, I know, but doesn't what? Maine have like. Dude, there are a lot of beautiful places that are affordable. Maine has tons of space, and so, and nobody's really building a bunch because there are not a lot of kids flocking to Maine. You know and what I mean? Lobster. 
all the kids that grew up there want to get out. They all went down to Boston or New York, where it's hip and cool to be. So they split. How far is that? Like, how far is that from New York? Is that like it's an the hour furthest? Drive? No, no, it's much further than that. And you got to go. You got to go Connecticut. You got to go New Hampshire. You got to go Vermont. You got to go to Maine. Oh, hmm. And I forgot Massachusetts. Hmm. Okay. Just think about it. You're you're above. You're farther north than some of Canada, a lot yeah. of Canada. Even in Chicago, you're north of... Oh, no, Detroit, you're north of... You're farther north than parts of Canada. Well, I guess it's inexpensive there. I want to know what, what is the housing affordability I don't situation. Know. I don't know. Now, next, Minnesota. Because I want to start talking some numbers. This is where Prince is from, Minnesota. And you could actually like yeah. Minnesota. I, there are, like... I've been to Minnesota. I've been around there. I could see you vibing a little bit with Minneapolis. In the Mall really of America could. up there? Yeah. Plenty pl- plenty of work. They still got Orange Julius in there. Uh, mm. Bobby, do me a favor. Were you ready a better help? And I'm oh, like, yeah. And I'm going to give this real quickly to Chewy. The number one state where millennials are finding home ownership to be not only affordable, but enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I bet you've had the state on your short list for a long time. It's when you hang out with young people and you talk to them about cool, you talk to them about music festivals, you talk to them about hip and, and food scene. It's not going to be Portland. They all kind of say the same place. Not Miami. Well, I'm, ta- right. I'm talking about, I'm talking about uh, Sioux City. Mm. I'm talking about Corn. The band. I'm talking about Des Moines. I already lived there. Iowa, baby. Iowa. Iowa. I've been I lived there. Whew, sorry. Yeah. For six hot months. I mean, I guess all the pattern is right. Like, once you start hitting late 30s or 40s when your life is over, it makes sense to head to a place that has nothing. And it's affordable. And then just settle down. Austin is a top three city for millennials when they uh, uh, for desirability where they want to move to. Right, top three, and that's one of the reasons that you see such insane yeah. pricing here is that and we're the top three in the nation for people to go. That's where I want to move. That's where I want to go. And now that you can get a Starlink internet at Costco, yeah. you can move anywhere. You know, you got you got you got full I internet everywhere. Seventy? How much was it? It was like for the for the equipment it was like four ninety nine. I don't like know how much months. a month. I think the first six months is free. I don't quote me on that. I'm not giving you an offer. I'm just telling. That's what my son Thank said. Thank you, Lord Elon. But uh, yeah, now you can go anywhere. You're not you're not tied to the the cable anymore. Mm-mm. To the Ethernet. Instead, Elon's going to be suppressing your speech. Oh, come on, stop it. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so I didn't even know this was happening. So, uh, 120 bucks a month for the Starlink thing. Yeah. Now this says it's five ninety nine for the receiver. Are you saying it's discounted right now? I, know, I saw. I thought I saw a Costco flyer or something four ninety nine. But I, specifications. You know, don't quote me on that. How fast does this thing read and write? I don't know. It scares me a little bit that I can't find that information easily on the site. It's got to be the best of the best. I think they just launched it. It's a pretty cool looking dish. Like a no, I'm saying like dish. If, if I'm doing gigabit. Then I know how much I'm, you know what I mean? I yeah. know I know what the throughput is. It probably varies by how many satellites you can hit, like from where your location is or whatever. Huh. You know, they got to triangulate those things. I mean, I don't, listen, I don't. You know, no, please, let us know how satellites work. Um, you have to triangulate the, uh, the Starlink right. signals, and you get enough of those signals coming in, and you're getting, you know. And then you got to quadangulate. Right. Too. Hmm. Because there's four of them. 
And I'm sure they're making improvements all the time. They're putting more satellites in the air. Or not, it's not air, actually. Out in, up in space, there's no air. Did you know in space no one can hear you scream? Did you know that? I don't believe well, that. I think that's huh? from, that's not from if Alien. If I'm standing next to you and screaming in your ear, you're, uh-uh. you're not going to hear nothing? Nope. Nothing. Nothing. But you better do it quick because there's no air to breathe, so... I'll be fast. Um... That's where all the movies got it wrong. I keep harping on that, but you guys keep enjoying these science fiction movies where all these explosions are going on. I loved Event Horizon. Sorry, it's like what? What oxygen is that explosion burning? What's what? What air molecules are carrying that sound? It's complicated. Event Horizon was good no matter what. I thought that was in the ocean. Was it? Yeah, Event Horizon was about the. Oil rig, like what Matt used to work on. No, that's Deep Water Horizon. Oh. Then what was the one where the guys, the cowboys, went and landed on a meteor? Uh, space was Cowboys. Sp- space Cowboys. That's the most... Auth- All of the movies Next you're thinking 2000, of, you just have to think about what the movie is about. Next to 2001, Space Cowboys, the most accurate depiction of outer space. What's the world where it's all water? Water world. The movie? A friend of mine directed that. <laughs> college, A college... Uh, classmate well, of mine I thought, directed I thought, that I movie. I thought Kevin Costner directed that. No, no, Kevin Reynolds. His real name's Reynolds? Then yeah. how come everybody... He did Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, too, with Costner. That's a good one. And then he did another one. Did he, he did, do Fandango with Kevin Fan, Costner? He did Fandango. Did he really? The guy that did Fandango... Fandango was a long-form version of a short that we shot in college. Bob. Called Montezuma's Revenge. Bob, is this true? Because yeah. Fandango was my, the truth. I, I think Fandango that. was my favorite movie as a like 15, 16 yeah. year old. Kevin Reynolds. So I was in a class. Okay. At UT. This is this is this is this, this is story. I was it, at a, this I was is at a, knee bending for me. I was in a film class at UT, film production class. There was only fifteen of us in the entire class. It was taught by Edward Dimitrick, who directed uh, young. He directed a bunch of movies in the fifties with Brando. Montgomery Cliff, Elizabeth Taylor, and all that. Then he got blacklisted in that whole mess. What? Why? So he became a professor in the seventies. UT hired him to be a professor, and I got him. And so, well, of course, the liberal UT hired a commie. There was a guy in the back of the class who was a law student, and he was just auditing the class. But he didn't want to be a lawyer. He wanted to be a filmmaker. His parents wanted to be a lawyer. But he wanted to be a filmmaker, so he was auditing this production class. After seeing Waterworld, he should have listened to his parents. So it turns out, when everybody had to make their senior film, none of us had any money. It takes about, it, in those days, it took about $10,000 to make a good senior film project. Because you had fil- actual film You had to actually film costs. and go down to Congress and take it to the, there was a place on South Congress that you would have to take your film, and then you would have to get rough cuts, and then you would have to, you know... Just do puppets. You have to get a work print and then and then cut that and then go get a master print made and then color correct it and make another. Anyway, it was expensive. That being said, Kevin, who was the he had some he had some family money, I guess. So he did the major film in our class. He had this idea called Montezuma's Revenge about these four guys that go to Mexico to find a bottle of what I don't want to give it away. Right. And so we shot a twenty minute version of of that, which he took, got into USC on the basis of that movie that we made, and then later on produced and directed Fandango with Kevin Costner. But it was the the short form that he did at UT. You okay? This is exactly what that guy was. Yeah, except blood was coming out of him, right? Yeah. 
Anyway, Kevin did Waterworld. He did huh. Rapa Nui. He did he did, uh, he did the the Postman. No, he didn't do that one. I don't think. Oh, you said Kevin Costner did. Yeah. What was Costner's biggest movie? Biggest like flop? Waterworld. He still didn't hit it big. I feel you saying. He was originally no, he was, cast. He was. He was. He hit it huge when he did Dances with Wolves. He wrote oh, it. Oh, that was, no, that was okay, the biggest. He wrote it. He directed it, and he starred in it, and it won. It swept the Oscars. He that played year. the wolf too. He was on top of the world at that point. I've never seen it. <laughs> Worth a watch. He was his first movie. He wasn't even in, and that was that movie uh, where they all get together. Boom! 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 Yeah. Boom, what boom, movie boom, was that boom. called? It was the, the Big biggest, Chill. The Big Chill. He was in The Big Chill, but he got cut out. He was the yeah, dead body. He was a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> but that just shows you that... He sucks. No, that like... He was still destined to... That would kill most careers. It's funny to watch... I had movies that I had like two, three, five lines in. And you would think that I could have built on that. But I didn't. But he built on... A movie that he didn't even actually appear. You know what with. I would love to talk about later this morning? Give you time, guys, time to think about it, and we may not come back to it. We'll we'll talk about it in the break, right. and it may not work. But movies that completely change when you watch them at a different age. No, oh. because The Big Chill is one of those movies where I saw it as a teenager because everybody was talking about the soundtrack in the, the dancing scene in the kitchen, and they're playing. Yeah, and you watch it, and when you're, I want to watch it as a youth, a youth. Um. I don't want to say it was boring, but it it's funny how differently it speaks to me now. I haven't seen it. Since. As someone who is midlife crisis era, uh, where you watch it and you're like, oh, my God. Ugh, now I understand why, you know, all of our parents were really into that movie for some reason. You couldn't understand why. And now you do. It's like, oh, because everybody's parents were on the verge of divorce and that's the movie and where they decided had to get divorced. regrets or right. second thoughts or whatever or what have i done because yeah. they all got married too early and that's right. what that and it's like now when i watch it i watched it recently well i say recently i think this summer and i was like oh this isn't the movie i always thought it was because i watched it younger and i didn't understand what it was about was jeff goldblum in that he was a fly mm -hmm. yeah was he in that i can't He's remember a fly in the kitchen no, seriously. I'm trying to remember who was in that besides William Hurt. Um, that Glenn Kevin Close. Klein. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein was in that? I want to say Jeff Goldblum was in that, but maybe not. I'll look it up. All right. Clear Choice Roofing. They're your clear choice. They're the roofers in Austin that uh, do top quality repairs and installations, and they're from here. They're based here. You can talk to a real human being from Austin and help you deal with that roof. They got professionals, skilled professionals, unbeatable warranties. They'll help you uh, deal with your insurance company because they know that game. ClearChoiceRoofingATX.com. Call them today for a free estimate for top quality repairs and installations. ClearChoice Roofing, clearly the right choice for Austin. That's ClearChoiceRoofingATX.com or call 512-712-4906. Slipknot tops the rock and roll news for the first time in rock and roll news history. I report the news. That's what I do. It's Bob <laughs> Fonseca's right, rock and all right, roll news. All right. All right. You got to shake it like a Polaroid picture. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't know why I just thought of that. I'm Bob. I am rock's last great reporter, and I am under exclusive contract with KLBJFM to bring you the rock and roll news every day because this is... An authentic rock station, one of the country's best and longest-running rock stations. And I've taken over from all the great rock reporters over the years, from 
Um, there was uh, there was Ben Fong Torres oh, yes. of Rolling Stone, and there was uh, Kurt Loder of MTV. They're no longer no longer in the biz. So I've taken over. And listen, I don't uh, don't kill the messenger. I don't make the rock news, and I don't make the rock and roll. I just report it. But uh, Slipknot, Woo! maybe the only time ever. They will headline the rock and roll news because it, the, I got to be honest with you, we're in the we're in the dog days of uh, we love of rock and roll news. All the all the rock and rollers are off the road right now. They're getting ready. They're decorating the tree, and eggnog. fighting with their wives, and trying to sneak off and call their girlfriends in the middle of the night. And it's it's tough. It's tough to be a rock and roller at Christmas time. I'm t- take it from me. I know, uh, but. Uh, I found some headlines. Okay. And Slipknot is going to is gonna lead us off here. I don't know much about Slipknot. Well, they wear uh, some fun masks. Mm-hmm. Their shirts are uh, on a lot of our listeners. And they do not make tour shirts smaller than probably an extra, extra large. Oh, okay. All right. Well, it's not my bag. But um, it could be yours. And, and we can all still get along like circus people. Uh, next year marks the 25th anniversary of Slipknot's self-titled debut album, the eponymous album yeah. Slipknot. Slipknot. I used to know how to tie a Slipknot. I had to get a. I got a uh, back when I was a kid. Yeah. I was uh, a scout. I was a Boy Scout for a long time, and uh, I had the uh, not tying merit mm. badge. So I know at one point in time I could tie a Slipknot. I knew Just a square knot and a balloon knot, and. Uh, I see anyway. what you did there. Um, let's see. God, do you remember that time we almost lost an account? Yeah. yeah, yeah. After, uh, let's see. After having, a, uh, after having a trio of U.S. festivals on the books for next year, the band has just Woo! announced the first tour of 2024 with 11 performances in Europe and the U.K. in celebration of their first record. Some fans will be eager to, eager to point out that Slipknot's self-released 1996 effort... Mate, feed, kill, repeat is their first true album, but that's also man. I don't understand. Woo! I don't know enough about slip Slipknots and though. They're really good. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so if you're a Slipknot fan, uh, you know, keep your ears on the tracks or whatever for tickets and all that, and, and don't buy on the first day of sale. Wait. I hope they do a sphere. Wait. T- wait till the day, the week of the show, and and get a heavily discounted day. That's just some advice. Well, what kind of friend would I be if I didn't tell you that? Because I've been burned so many times. Not on a Slipknot show, but... Are we discounting our live show tickets tomorrow on day of show? That's up to whoever bought them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, because we're still I don't out. think there's any speculation going on within our ranks. There's but... speculation whether or not the show will be good. Oh, now, come on. Come on, Too man. negative? Mm-hmm. Come on. Wolfie Van Halen and Michael Anthony oh, share yes. a hug at a reunion. Um, I don't know who um, Michael Anthony's um, press agent is, but we should get him. Okay. He's probably affordable if Michael Anthony is his top client. We could probably use... But he gets Michael Anthony in the news more than Machine Gun Kelly's press agent gets him in the news. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we could use a little publicity. Well, let's get one. Let's, but, get, a, uh, let's Wolf, get a press agent. Wolfie Van hey, Halen. What? Hey, Smokey, what you doing next week? 
Can you write a press release? Yeah, yeah. Got you. Thanks, bro. All right. Hey. To whom it may concern. Bob, it's all settled, man. I got Smokey to be our, our press agent. Wolfie you Van Halen and Michael Anthony celebrated their friendship when they met at Mammoth Van Halen's concert in Las Vegas on Friday, last Friday, December 9th. It was their first time the original Van Halen bassist had met his replacement uh, in two decades. The oh, Wait a minute. Van, it's nice. The original Van Halen bass met his replacement. Bob, this is sounding a little like you didn't pre-read the article. Well, I thought Wolfie... Wait, oh wait, is rock and roll's news stuff that's I thought Wolfie was a guitar player like his dad. Did he replace... Did he play bass for Van Halen at some point later I guess, on? I guess he did. Hmm. Huh. Uh, the lineup and change had taken place in 2006 when Eddie Van Halen's son, Center. Wolf... Was fifteen. All right. Anyway, they hugged it out. Yeah, he sang bass. Mama sang tenor. King uh, sat in. The Anthony bus. wrote on his socials. Went to see man. Oh, by the way, did you know that that that, that was Ice T in his uh, Jack Daniels bottle on stage? What? You know, I know this. Ice T played with. Because I used to work at colors. the Irwin Center when colors, they colors, colors. I was like, I was, that dude's taking a lot of swigs out of that Jack bottle, and still playing pretty well. And it was just brisk. It was just, it, and it was, I think it was Lipton. But that's show business. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the business of Everybody's show. Everybody's sober now. It pisses right. me off. Uh, Anthony uh, wrote, uh, went to see Mammoth Van Halen last night here in Vegas, and they threw it down. Love you, Wolf. So great to see you. Proud of you, brother. But he wasn't so proud of him when he got replaced by him. There's nothing else there. Oh, okay. okay. Nothing else right, there. Yeah. Nothing else there. Hang on. Let's see if I can get another story before I get to Rock and Roll News Jr. It's tough, man. I'm telling you, it's tough this time of year. I should be down in, uh, I should be down in, uh, oh, I don't know, one of those islands down there in the Virgin Islands right now, just kicking back, smoking cigars on the beach and, you know. Uh, let's see. You like the Pogues, didn't you? Loves them. Yeah. They reunited. At Shane McGowan's funeral. Well, they didn't really like to play, though, probably, right? Um, looks like they're all holding guitars. Well, I mean, I've seen you hold a guitar. <laughs> well, I okay, wouldn't call it a concert. Uh, well, I know. I have never professed to, in my, uh, you know, I just have fun. Uh, <laughs> well, so it was a joke. So good for them. McGowan died on uh, November 30th. He was with, um, was he with the Pogues? Uh-huh. Who was he with? <laughs> Who is McGowan? McGowan. I don't mean to speak ill of the, but I know that he keeps showing up in my feed. Yes, he was the front man. No, seriously, of the Pogues. Who is? Uh, I don't have time to. to Shane get it. McGowan was the front man of the Pogues. That's oh, okay. why they reunited there. Okay, good. I didn't know if they were fans of his or just they had, <laughs> he was in the band. All right, hang on a second. Don't get mad at me. I'm not making fun of you. It's he died. Funny. He died. I'm not a Pogues. They're not. In, they're not in my wheelhouse. That's all. I can't. I can't know everything. I've already brought you all kinds of inside baseball stories about Kevin Reynolds and Fandango and Ice-T and the Jack Bottle and all that. There's plenty that I do know. There's just some that I don't. I was not a Pogues fan, but I like Irish music a great deal. I like the Chieftains. I like Van Morrison. You see Van Morrison on Last Waltz Do Caravan? What? What is One he of saying? the greatest performances I've ever seen filmed. One of the greatest rock... Even my wife, when we watched it on Thanksgiving, I watch it every Thanksgiving. It's a ritual for me because the Last Waltz took place on Thanksgiving uh, with the band. The Pilgrims? And uh, No. Oh. Not on the original thing. Stop throwing me off. I'm sorry. It's time for Rock and Roll News Junior. 
Even my wife liked the Van Morrison's performance. Come on, Smokey. Let's she goes, get That's it. great. Let's get it done. Let's All get right. it done, Smokey. Time for Rock and Roll News Junior, if I can find it. Why it's hey, gonna be the fire? If on you're the gonna be doing right. this when Chewie's gone, you Why can't you turn and me, look Chewy? at Chewie. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, right hey, here, I'm going to lose my contract. On the bottom right, the fire. Now, so Chewy, why have you moved all the way over there? Ow. Son of a it's bitch. Now, now I need a new pair of headphones. Like, uh-huh. nobody ever just sends somebody out and says, now you're a football player. They teach them little, like, now there's nothing on the on the book. They teach them little bits. Like, why wouldn't you say, okay, Smokey, tell you, you're just going to run the pots, and I'll run everything else. All right, it's time like, I'm for. I'm going to have to talk, about, talk to Smokey about. Smoking weed it's, before the show. Wow. Is, are you too high to do this job? My, do you feel like, oh, since Chewy can do it, I can do it? My, he's a, Chewy's a, oh, my ears are I ringing. I am learning. Chewy has his 10,000 hours of being too high to work, and that's why he can get away with it. You know that scene at the Barely. beginning of Saving Private Ryan where Tom Hanks gets shell-shocked? Oh, and it's all and it's all. Silent? That's the way my head is right yeah. now. There's nothing but ringing in my ears right now. I was told hit it, and I hit it. It's all in Jack Black. Not the weed pipe, though. <laughs> all right, dude. Rock and Roll oh. News Jr. is for the younger set that apparently oh. is not getting out of school till Christmas Eve. <laughs> they yeah. are suffering right now. They are like, I, the, I, hang in there, kids. Your break is coming. Hang in there. I got news for you. Jack Black has joined. You know, the kids love the Jonas Brothers. Those cute little Jonas Brothers. You know one of them got his driver's license. Really? Joe, Where's he I think go? Joe got his driver's license this month. Those cute little Jonas Brothers, they're out there performing left and right all over the place. And they got to perform with Jack Black. Uh, and uh, let's see. Let's get into it. The Jonas Brothers yeah! ended their run. Sure. <laughs> you know, their parents have to go with them on tour to chaperone them. Yeah. You know that. Uh, they had a very special guest, Jack Black. And the actor surprised the audience by doing the tour's final night at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, on Saturday night. While the brothers were on intermission, Black rose from beneath the stage dressed in his Super Mario Brothers outfit. Oh. He played uh, Bowser. Bowser. I always wanted there's to rise other, up there's from There's another the stage. famous Bowser. I think Matt will know. Can I rise up from the stage at the podcast? Yeah, well, we're going to have to find... I don't know where we're going to rent a lift that has that much hydraulics, but... He was in a green tracksuit and a red mohawk. I can tell you where the other Bowser's from. And he sang Peaches, his viral song from the film. I don't know that song. I haven't seen that movie yet, but I've played peaches, the Peaches, game. Peaches, it's Peaches, good. Peaches. Yeah. I played the game, though. The Super Mario Brothers. If you start to play Peaches at any elementary school in this country, the kids will all go nuts and start singing it to you. This song goes out to one, my one and only true love, Princess Peach, said uh, 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 Jack Black to the... The crowd. Jack Black has done this show a couple times, by the way, over the years. So you know who hasn't? Have, uh, the other Bowser from Sean. But I have not. Uh, has any of anybody in the room met any of? That's a. You know what? You get a point. Get for a that. point for the Sean You know they were in Woodstock. That is the weirdest booking of all time. And actually, they did a good job. That's not a weird. They one. did. Let's go to the hop. I think. Let's go to at, the hop. At, oh, at Woodstock. Baby, let's go to the hop. They're in the oh, movie, baby. That is a weird booking. It is. To have Sha Na Na, you know, open up for the Grateful Dead or whoever they... But the Dead isn't in the movie, right? No, because of they were with Warner Brothers or... I don't know. Warner Brothers did Woodstock. They were with another label. Yes. I don't know. There's a lot of guys that were in that... Like the band, the band was at Woodstock, too, Think and about they're the not in the movie. the level of talent that's there that's not in the movie, but 
Shanana's movie is in the. Shanana made. We should get Shanana for the podcast. All right, it's time for the rock and roll news salute, and I'm remiss. And not doing this yesterday, but yesterday was Monday, and I know listenership can be a little spotty on Monday, so I waited till Tuesday to do this very special rock and roll news shout out to our uh, our, our friend and uh, listener Clark, who uh, duped me with uh, I don't know a dozen uh, classic rock LPs the other day at our remote. And uh, I got them all cleaned up, Clark. Thank you very much. This salute goes out to you. Hey, I'll take all your vinyl. Just drop them off here at uh, at the radio station, and I got a cleaner. I got an ultrasonic cleaner, and I'll I'll clean them off and and uh, rebag them and tag them and all that stuff. Uh, sing us out. But yeah, I'll take all your vinyl. I'll take your CDs. I'll take your little bit, bring it down a little bit, just tiny. I'll take your mini discs, your laser discs. I'll take all your physical media, just drop it off at the station in a U-Haul box. And uh, and I'll give you a shout-out on the rock and roll news. I'm going to stick around and hang out with these guys because I like them. Remember, it's not VIP without... I'm pointing to you, Smokey. It's yes. not VIP without... <laughs> B.O.B. <laughs> Took him a while, but he got Me there. You got to hit the boys' room. I got, <laughs> I'll see you next time on the Rock and Roll News. I don't know. I might have gone with the original Brownsville Station, you know, but uh, that's all right. They gave it. They gave it. A good, they, the crew gave it a good effort there. Good it goes effort. Harder than the crew? Huh? It goes harder. The than original the is always better. Like the Slade original, come on, feel the noise. Yeah, better it, than the the you know. A lot of these a, glam bands did that. They they went and got you know not so famous bands and covered some of their songs. If you do a cover and you do what almost feels like an impression of the original band, mm-hmm. then it doesn't really. You might become more notorious for that song, but it didn't elevate the song. Does that make sense? What are some other good examples? I mean, that sounds like they're doing almost an impression of Brownsville Station. I don't want to say it goes harder, because Brownsville Station was not really a metal band. Were they from Brownsville? No. I didn't think so. Um, I'm trying to think of some other examples of that. Like, why would Guns N' Roses cover Live and Let Die? You gonna do it better than McCartney? Well, it, well I will Are say you that they do changed it, it. They made it a little. I feel it made it a little better. They made it more original. Made it their own, as Simon Cowell would say. We on played the, "I Shot the Sheriff" just now, not yeah. too long ago. We've now done two covers this morning. Boy, they're pushing that Bob Marley movie. It's supposed to be the biggest movie of 2024. Oh, I'm already seeing lots of previews. I haven't seen it. any previews. Oh, you haven't? It looks. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty serious, though. Is that why "I Shot the Sheriff" was in there? It's Did Miramax get to our program director? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's Miramax. Is it not? I don't know. It's just the first production I company know. I could think of for some reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, we should talk about cover. We got a couple minutes here. We got three minutes. Where what are you some of your favorite covers? A lot of people don't even know that the songs that they're listening to are covers. Uh, I think who did "Knocking on Heaven's Door"? Who covered that? Did Guns N' Roses cover that one too? They, they did. did. They did all right on that one. But again, you. I think you make a mistake when you pick an iconic artist. It's, it's, it's easier something. to do terrible covers than iconic covers. Like, we play it here, and every time we do, I have to hold my breath. What? Aerosmith's cover of Come Together is... Oh, you like Michael Jackson's version. I'll tell you what, though. I get it. Uh, so do I. 
Michael Gary Jackson Clark Jr. Covered. did it right, though. He Remember, he bought the Beatles, so he was wild. I know, out. but I didn't know that he did a cover of Come Together. Yeah. That was good. Gary Clark hey, Jr. nailed on, it, though. So I think he nailed it. <laughs> no, his went hard. Hey, Paul. He was going hard. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I saw a bunch of interviews. Hey, that girl is mine. Because he was hanging out with a couple rappers. I'm a lover, not a fighter. On some occasions. Everybody wanted to hang out with Michael because he was so big and popular. But it is weird when you see yeah. pictures of him with like NWA or whatever. And you're like, what? Come on now. No, but they'll tell stories. Like the game, I think, was on one. And then maybe it was somebody from NWA. I don't know. But they were like, no, we were sitting there. And then, you know, some production assistant left. And I, he used his regular voice. He said, man, I thought that mother effer was never going to leave. What? And it's like he spoke like a regular dude. He wasn't doing the soft. He did that for, like, interviews and to seem, like, a little more appealing. Didn't want to be scary. Wanted to be family friendly. And I don't know. Seemed like a softer image. So. You're Didn't telling he? me Michael Jackson sounded like this? <laughs> I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you that a lot. I mean, straight no. Line. His daddy was Joe Jackson. That's not true. He did that for y'all. Didn't uh, Guns N' Roses do an entire album the of covers? The girl is mine. It wasn't the spaghetti incident an entire cover? Or am I wrong about that? There are that? a lot of people who put out entire cover albums. That's yeah, usually... Garage Inc. Uh, that was Metallica's. I that... actually liked it. Bread Fan, Blitzkrieg was good. And you know why they do cover albums, right? Got a, a you've contract, got a contract that says you got to do a certain amount of albums, and you're like, and your record like label said, right hey, on your last contract, you did a live album for your... To fulfill your kind, now you you got to do something different. So they do they do cover songs. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought I thought I thought that uh, yeah, this album is a collection of punk and glam rock covers. I can't get a track list on that though. Anyway, oh here, uh, since I don't have you down on the farm, I don't know any of these. Raw Power was Iggy Pop, right? Hair of the Dog. Mm. Nazareth. That's another one. Nazareth took a, a, a country song and made it a hit. It took Graham Parsons' uh, Love Hurts. Uh, Waylon Jennings took uh, uh, Steve. Who is it? It's not Steve Miller. Who sang, Can't you see? Can't, can't you see, see what that woman has been to doing to me? to me? Why can't I think of that? Can't you see? And uh, Waylon Jennings covered that, and it's it absolutely slaps. But like usually, the cover takes place like a decade or so later, two or three. Remember, there was like a year in the '90s where All for One did like I Swear, and well, then like the country artists, or maybe it was vice versa. Did I Swear? That's just going back though to the se- in the '70s, Marshall Tucker Band. Marshall, that's it. In the '70s, uh, they would put out a song, and if it kind of became like a middling hit, yeah. Then, like, five big artists would all put it out on their next album, oh, all yeah. hoping to have a number one well, with Some it. of the Spanish stations did it. In the and and when, I'm not kidding. I mean, you're talking about, like, you would you would hear a song, and then you would hear all the big acts. Uh, Elvis, like, that level act, they would come out literally the next year with a hit that had gotten to, like, number 40 or 30 on the charts. But it was somebody else's. Somebody else's. Usually, now, yeah. the usually somebody yeah. else would go, yes, absolutely, because if Elvis made your song a number one hit, you got, because you were the writer on it, you right. got the money. Boy, I don't know if that's quite true with a lot of the black artists that were, that, like a lot of acts would take songs that were released and redo them for 
main—I don't know—I can't say mainstream well, I white radio. Well, I understand. No, I know. Yeah, they, you know, and in those, I don't think those artists ever got. I don't know how. Well, the problem there is that a lot of those artists didn't understand law. They were lied to, and they were told, "Here, sign all this," and they sold a. They sold for like a dollar. That's why Little Richard. The songwriting so rights to should be to the label, and then yeah. the label would just take all the money. Right. But that's just called straight up thievery. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. But Smokey, what about you, Smokey? You haven't weighed in on your favorite cover song. Smokey or one is that you literally hate. not on this planet this morning. You, know, you cov- see what time it is, Smokey? A cover song is a... You know what the job of the producer is? I do. What is it? <laughs> oh, we make went sure over. We're good. already over. Wait, make sure we sound good? Well, make sure that everyone else can hear y'all. I mean, what? <laughs> that would be the... That would be the job of a board op. What's the job of a producer? Keep you all in time. Okay. No, that's a conductor <laughs> on a railroad. <laughs> all the board. What? Uh, what? That board over there. What time does it say the break? The break is at. See where it says seven thirty-eight. Yeah. Okay. What time does the clock say up there on the wall? Seven forty-four. <laughs> okay. Are are those the same time? Is no. one time past the other one? Yeah, we gotta dress you down. When Chewy sees uh, when when uh, Smokey sees float on the board coming up, he's probably just gonna ele- just like levitate <laughs> and do the spot from in the air. <laughs> I'm floating. We're messing with you, but yeah, it is time to break. We gotta go. Turn that music off, and then uh, we'll head into. Chewy's just enjoying this because it's the first time he's ever got to tell somebody that they're late on a break, so he's enjoying. I don't. It. I don't like being a boss <laughs> at all. I don't. It's not in my. I don't know. Genetics, like it's you. not fun, is it? It's not in my genetics, like you. It's not. Fu- it's not in mine either. <laughs> I don't enjoy it at all. Yeah, you, <laughs> but you get a little joy. I don't at all. I actually, dis- I actually Power. despise it. Power, I despise respect. sometimes. I feel like you guys put it all on me. No, we. I. I, I think you create the image. You know. Kind of the way you, you talk and sit, you, you come off as kind of like a boss. Kind a of? prick? Is that what you're trying Not to go with? Not prick. I mean, there's a reason people approach you and, you know. So is this where I step in and say, hey, you need to do your... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You should have done that before this conversation. Should have done that a long time ago. Got like as intense as it did. Damn, boy. in now for some... Damn, boy. That's a boy. Thick headline. Yeah, let's do it. Come it on. is uh, time for some thick headlines, oh, 750 esque. Yeah. Uh, actually, even running a little bit behind. Uh, I don't want to get too much into the heavier stuff. It's the holidays. We try to make it a little lighter, but there are some Thank serious you. stories, though. Oh boy, that we need to get into. Uh, one is is that in the um, in the overturning of Roe v. Wade, um, a, there was a, a trigger law that went into effect immediately here in Texas. Um, there were no abortions allowed. In the cases of rape, in the cases of incest, the only stipulation that people believed was that that abortions would be allowed in the case of um, uh, harm or a medical emergency to the mother. Uh, Yesterday, that was proven to not be the case. So there are no abortions allowed in Texas whatsoever is what we what we found out through a, a weird s- system. But it did go to the Texas Supreme Court. Uh, a woman and her doctor were saying, hey, she needs this abortion. We need clarification on how exactly this law works. And then the law said, 
We don't clarify it. Doctors clarify it. The clock doctors are saying we can't clarify it because of the way the law is written. So it is going to be in a forever spiral. And uh, I think the same way, you know, they make you, I guess, look at a heartbeat or look at whatever before an abortion back in the, you know, whenever they were allowing them. I think Greg Abbott should have to sit next to this lady as she does. Or as, as her she's life. She's not going to die. She's, gone to, another, she's gone to another state. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to get too much into the heaviness of it. Um, I'm just putting that out there because I think everyone should know that that is, even if in the back of the mind you think, that well, there's at least that one exception. It, it Currently, that doesn't exist. With the way that the, 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 the way that the Texas Supreme Court is declaring this law to look, it, it, it basically doesn't exist. So um, just now that that's clarified, <laughs> there, there's just no... There's no allowance whatsoever. So, it's Christmas time. We'll get into the heavy debates on like a Toxic hey, Tuesday or something hey. else. Not right here. I think you know probably how this, where this show stands. Uh, Elon Musk uh, had, speaking of uh, children, Elon Musk had uh, banned uh, Austin resident Alex Jones from the, the Twitter platform. He, when he did, he told a story about how his child had died in his arms. And he'd said that he wouldn't allow somebody on who was basically abusing dead children. We know about the whole Sandy Hook thing. He was found guilty. Anyway, uh, this week he reinstated him. What? I don't know if the child that died in his arms undied. I'm not quite sure what happened. I know they did hang out at a podcast. And then after that, I don't know, maybe he was like, I don't know. He seems like a cool dude. He seems pretty cool. Are you trying to have sex with me? Uh, what I will say is uh, it's probably bad for some people's mental health to have uh, Alex back on Twitter. But for this show and us having uh, some cool sound drops, mm-hmm. it's pretty good news. Yeah. It's pretty good news because uh, he does say some fun stuff. Uh, this is just for our friend Chewy, who loves holiday pop-ups. Uh, Ten Christmas pop-up bars in Austin you don't want to miss. Oh, there's the Cinnamon Toast Crunch Cocoa Boozy Drink mm. I want so bad. Uh, Miracle on 5th Street at the Eleanor. This is a big one. you got to get tickets for it, I believe. Uh, the, and it is. Uh, it gets really, really busy in there. And uh, drinks include the Snowball Old Fashioned, the Christmas Politan, and the Jingle Balls Nog. Ooh. Served in a Christmas dinosaur cup. Damn. Mm, mm, mm. That's downtown, and it's fancy. People really like it. It's all lit up. Send Makes us you feel tickets. Good. Uh, Mozart's Coffee Roasters. You know about Mozart's probably. You can buy tickets. There's this huge light show. You get reservations for a table. It costs money, uh, but it's a big deal. Tickets available for the market. You get reserved t- tables. There's a silent disco. There's a nautical light show. People love this thing. I've never gone. Mm-hmm. It frightens me. I just think about parking. I think about me getting angry. Ugh. I hear it's great, though. You can take your kids as well and have a couple cocktails. La La's Little Nugget, bit, bit, nugget been around forever. It's Christmas year-round there, and it's always a good time. And we'll do the fifth one, and then tomorrow we'll talk about some more. Uh, number five, this bar is holding its first holiday pop-up ever. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation theme. That's the Uptown Sports Bar. Hot Toddy, Gin and Ginger, Christmas decorations. Uh, That's from Aaron Franklin. And uh, I've told you before. uh, Get the gumbo. 
Their gumbo's incredible. Their hamburger's incredible. Their steak frites they just put on the menu. Mm. I haven't had the burger, but, I mean, we had Clark's on there, so. Okay, well, when we were sitting there having the Clark's, do you remember that our friend Matt leaned across and said, well, the, have you had the burger at Uptown? It's better. I don't think he said that. Did he? He did. He what? said it was better? So you really don't listen to any... That makes me feel better. I thought it was just me you didn't listen to, but you I thought he anybody. was saying it was good. I didn't, I, didn't think, I didn't know he said it was better, but I'll have to talk to him. Well, wants to go to why don't you just go to a court. Chicago influencers bar again? Go to Not a Damn Chance or whatever. If it's and go, good, I'm I love going. Hanging I don't out care. With this, I love hanging out with the Chicago influencers. Love what they're doing for the city. We should talk about our different perspectives on Austin because I, I, I don't, I love what's happening. Like, except for their costs. But that's what's happening, right? But I mean, that's the cost of all the good stuff moving in, I guess. Well, you, you. Do, do you have? I'm gonna be a home. Do you have a spine? You will. You will just flay in the wind, won't you, my friend? I will be an unhoused person getting <laughs> still in still the line in at the line. Chicago. Uh, no doubt, dude. No doubt. So, the I priorities. Will say, you. Uh, I don't. I hope that the audience knows that we're friends and we have a, a blast. And I do love that we'll get in heated arguments about cost and it's like it's all bullass. And then the microphones will go off. We'll be like, we're hungry. You want to go to lunch? You'll be like, dude, there's this new place in town. I'm telling you. They're serving a tomahawk steak. 89 bucks. Let's go. They crack an egg on your head. $100. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's that is today's Austin area headlines. Our guest is not on, correct? Not yet. Okay. Well, no. We, it was 7.55 was a call-in time, so I think we're going to miss her, and that's okay. Um, but we will talk a little bit about Operation Blue Santa. Yes. Oh. Oh. There we go. There you go. Right, right there. Right time. All right. God, that's, that's uh, perfectly right time. Is this mm-hmm. Debbie? This is Debbie. Good morning. Good morning, Debbie. Hey, How are you? Debbie. Perfectly timed. How are you today? We're doing great. How about you guys? Good. Did you uh, you get up this morning? You do you jog around the block a little bit and uh, go work out? You know that is going to happen right after I get off the phone with you. <laughs> okay. Guys. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Now, Debbie, we met you the other night at an event we did, and uh, we were asking our listeners to come and bring toys for our uh, Operation Blue Santa. And uh, they showed up. We filled some trucks. And you've got the toys in hand now. Uh, by the way, thank you for telling us a little bit about the history of Blue Santa. I had no idea it had been in the city so long. Yes, sir. This is our 51st year. And um, a lot of people don't know this, but Austin is the first original Blue Santa oh, program. Wow. Yeah, well, and it's wow. a great thing you do. You You help identify... Families in the community that are that are in need uh, for a multitude of reasons. You know what I mean. Uh, sometimes it's income. Sometimes somebody a, a breadwinner has been ill for the year. Um, sometimes we've got some kids who maybe are not in a family situation. There's all kinds of things that we don't want to get into people's private business. But you help identify folks in the community where there's some kids who are going to kind of go without, and then you ask the community help us help the kids go with right correct we're going to be serving five thousand families this year that equates to about eighteen thousand kids yeah eighteen thousand eighteen thousand and let me just tell you your listeners were so generous with their toys uh and we did fill up the back of two pickup trucks yeah we did and you know what in the in the good old days before the pandemic you know there used to be a thing called the the parade the christmas parade 
And it was easy. Well, that wasn't easy, but it was convenient for people to drop off toys. And you used to get a lot of toys that way. That doesn't exist right now. And so... Uh Unfortunately, had, it doesn't. Yeah, so you've had to find other means, and, and we, were, we were happy to help out in some small way. But now that we've got the toys in hand, what has to happen? We are going to have what we call our delivery day, and that is this Saturday, December the 16th. And we desperately need people to come out and help us deliver toys to these families directly. Now, what does that entail? If I have to go deliver... Do, is it taking my whole day? What does that mean? I would predict probably about a couple of hours. You do not have to sign up. We have three different locations. We have our main at the main warehouse. We have a location at the domain, what's called the Green Garage, and then our South Substation. If you go to the website www.bluesanta.org, it's going to list these three sites. Yeah. Again, I think, I got to be honest with you, a lot of our listeners are going to go to the domain or, or the warehouse. A lot of our listeners can't go buy an APD substation. There's some fear. <laughs> uh, there's an odor coming from their cars that'll keep them away. Right, right. But we still want them to go out there and deliver those toys because you guys have it all set up. This is, we were talking to you the night. You make it so easy. Somebody shows up and they can have a pickup truck with a bed. They can have a trailer if they need to. If, of course, you'd want to have a tarp or something to cover those gifts. But you can also just show up in your regular car. You'll fill up the trunk. You'll hand them. Here's here's a couple of addresses. And then they get to run by and deliver the toys, right? Right. And each uh, location, they try to keep the boxes in that particular area. So you should, if you go into, example, our main warehouse on south industrial you shouldn't be delivering toys way way north right you gotcha be staying right around the area and you can make multiple deliveries we have people that'll come back three or four times yeah well the thing that you pointed out is that a lot of people kind of go into this trepidatiously they'll say well i'll dip my t i'll go do one delivery and you say that the feeling they get when they see some of these kids who are looking forward to the delivery they know it's coming or they're surprised they end up coming right back and saying, "Can I have a? Can I have some more toys? Can I? Can I have another load to, to go deliver?" Absolutely, and it'll be the best Christmas present you've given yourself and your family to make these these deliveries. It's just an amazing experience. Uh, again, that's this Saturday, and you made a pretty good point, which is. Nobody needs to register. You don't have to sign up. You, you don't have to do any of those things. You, you show up. You just show up, and someone will take your hand and guide you through the whole process. That's correct. We'll give you a little bit, a cup of coffee and maybe even a donut mm. and some Flosky's mini, uh, mini bonds, and uh, we'll get you on your way. Uh, that sounds great. We're really happy. Overall, are you all going to be able to meet your need for all of these kids and, and the toys that you had this year, the, the, the need that you had? We are really close, and I think this last week is our you know big push. And if anybody wants to know what age groups we are needing the most, that's going to be our infants, our baby babies, mm. like zero to three. And then for the older children, 11 to 14, girls or boys. That's where we like in uh, donations. We have tons of little toys and trucks and Barbie dolls, but 
for the older kids uh, and the babies. That's what we like the most. Yeah, we talked about it some the other night, and we were even thinking about that. You know, because I was thinking about my daughter who is uh, is fourteen now, and we even talked about you know people here toys, and they bring you know. Uh, Footballs and uh, I know I bought a lot of stuff I would like. Well, exactly. But <laughs> we chatted too because uh, you know you can go by some places and get very affordable and but still very nice. You know, uh, makeup kits and uh, and and brushes and stuff like. And you know there are a lot of young women out there that it deserve to feel cute and good about themselves yeah. and and don't overlook that age group because hey, it's easy to do debbie i i i, I ha- this is bob i have a little bit of a confession to make when when Uh-oh. i was when i was shopping for toys with matt it was about a week ago um i picked up a little something for myself it was a action figure of a sopranos character oh what? and um it was specifically it was silvio it was a pop figure, and I forgot to take it out of the bag for myself. Uh-oh. And so a little kid's going to get, you know, well, a, a little kid's going to get an action figure of a murderer. So we apologize. <laughs> we apologize. But they'll just see it as, they'll oh, this see it is as a guy in a it's suit. A toy. It's a guy in a business suit. Yeah, but, I don't, but Debbie, have you ever seen The Sopranos? Oh, loved it, loved it, loved it. It's yeah. not exactly a children's classic, though. Uh, but Bob apologizes. I, my bad. For, my bad. Uh, Bob apologizes for putting out the action, sending out the action figure from a murder series. Well, uh, we're hoping you'll still invite us back next year, even though oh, we're trash we're, people. We're, we're <laughs> I thought about coming down to the warehouse and going through all the. Yeah. Just be happy he's not the one that talks. Yeah. Chewy, I think that should be fine. Chewy, yeah. Ac- Chewy accidentally left his uh, four-foot-tall bong in one of those two. Is that okay? Is that okay? It wasn't used. We figured, hey, it's Austin. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Well, um, I'll, I'll try to keep an eye on out for it, Bob. Okay, but, uh, you keep it. <laughs> uh, Debbie's going to have fun with that four-foot bong. Perfect. Debbie, yeah. thank you so much for calling us this morning. And thank you also to you and your entire organization because... Um, we don't, this city has seen so much growth and so much change, but this city will lose its heart if we have 18,000 kids going without, uh, at Christmas time. It's not, it's not what we need. It's, it does not make the city a better place. And you, you brought up something very important when we were chatting, which is, Hey, 50% of the city that lives here now didn't live here five or six years ago. And that's the last time, really, that the big parade went off. And there may be a lot of people who've never heard of Blue Santa. And we need to get the word out, get the word out, get the word out that Blue Santa exists. It was the primary driver for us getting a lot of uh, toys to these kids. And it's why we made a switch this year to partner with you because we used to do our own events. We realized, oh, we're serving less than 10 families. Let's put our effort in. You guys already have the substructure in there, the infrastructure. And you get the stuff out there. And we appreciate what you do to your whole group. Thank well, it's for for 51 years, this has been a grassroots citywide effort, and we are very blessed to have businesses like yourself and just the individual Austinites to come out and help and support the less fortunate in our city. Wow, thank you very much for for helping facilitate that. It's nice for us. Bob and I get to feel like really good people for one one and, day a year. Yeah, and all we did we put in one day's worth of effort. It was That's actually it. a night where we got to drink beer too. So yeah, that, so it was a win win for us. It was but. a real cheater's way for us to feel like good people. You're doing all the work, but we appreciate it because we felt great. We felt great, and you'll feel great if you volunteer to drop off toys 
for these kids. Yeah. Uh, go to do go to bluesanta.org. That's it. Bluesanta.org. You right there there's a big button right at the top that says delivery. It's got all the information you need and on Saturday morning, if you want to help your kids who are bitching and moaning about how they want a new the brand new iPhone 15 Pro Max and all that stuff. If you want to help your kids see the light and appreciate life and the city and their parents and all that a little bit more. This is a great thing for the whole family to do. You pile in the car. I know it may seem Put the toys strange in the thing, trunk, yeah. but you, the, the whole bed. family goes into and it's really going to help everybody see what the season is really about, which is taking care of each other and taking care of the community. Thank you so much, Debbie. Thank you to bluesanta.org and go check it out. And uh, we'll be we'll back s- in a bit. Thank you, Debbie. We're having fun in here. We're We're having a show off the show, too. There's two shows that happen every morning. One is the one you hear, and there's one that happens during the songs and the commercials that we could probably get a pretty penny for if we could ever figure out a way to get that out there. I don't want recordings running during... That's the problem. Is that yes, a lot of funny stuff happens, but think of all the fireable stuff that's said when the mics are off. Oh, think of all the silver stuff. Man, we'd have to go through that. We're in here sexually harassing each other. It's terrible. Uh, Our live show happens tomorrow night. I know now this is what they call microcasting. It's the opposite of broadcasting. Because we're really only talking talking to 350 people. But we are very excited. We just landed. Uh, Everything is set now. All of our acts are set in. You know, we don't tell you about that stuff. It's a surprise for you. But as usual, the stand-ups are there. Uh, Our onstage guests are are locked in. And... uh, we were just chatting about that, and our, our good buddy Oliver is going to be there, and we're trying to figure that out because, I don't know, things have gotten goofy, but he's going to be there filming. And, and we're li- li- looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Remember, doors are always like an hour. I think it's an hour before him. And um, maybe you know on your tickets or something. I don't know. That's something that I don't know, but we're going to be there doing a little party and, and looking forward to it as well. Thus endeth that lesson. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were so busy making fun of each other, and I don't think we even talked about where we were, quote-unquote, heading next. So what happens here in this segment? Do we just play it's another usually, song? It's Tuesday, so it's usually Toxic Tuesday. Well, that would be later in the 9 o'clock oh, hour. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Well, we're usually we have some then. kind of game here or something, but we didn't even bother to look into it. We got gift, We got more gifts that came in. Well, why don't you open them? Should we do that? Yeah. Is there one for Matt? I don't want to do it unless there's one for Matt. Why not? I don't. That's not how I feel about gifts. I actually, I thoroughly enjoy watching people oh, look, open their gifts. There's two for Matt. Right. Hey, quick question. Did you bring me my gift yet that uh, uh, I keep forgetting to put in the car? I will tomorrow. That sounds like a lie. That sounds like you're just making no, stuff up. No, it's on my dining room table, and I keep saying, well, I'll put it, but I'll put it in my trunk, and then I forget because I don't want to leave it in there when it's cold out. Chewy, does that sound legit, or does it sound like it he's made like that It sounds like he's buying himself some time just to get you off his back. Look at that. Two for you, Matt, even though you're complaining. Chewie, here's another one for you. That's it? All right. Who is this? I'm sorry. This is from the media room people? My my YouTube media room people? Hot pepper bacon jam. Does that say raping farm? Oh, terrapin farms. I got to put my glasses on. Great on burgers. Oh, Bob is, doesn't get one. This is from Justin. Justin Sarber. He's one of Thank our. Thank you, Justin. He's one of our sergeant. He's one of our lieutenants. He's one of our homies. Uh, Justin and the media room. Hot Pepper, bacon, jam. I'm I stopped, putting that on something. I want to apologize to you guys. 
I have been taking lots of shots at you guys lately, and I think it really thank is you for acknowledging it. Thank you. I, think, I think it's, it's I think it's sexual been, frustration and a smoky. I hope this includes smoky. no. I, I'm not apologizing to Smokey yet. He's been terrible about what he's doing in here. I know he's learning, but my God, Harry. This is a kid that you would kick off the team. He'd be like, son, you ain't never going to make it. Oh, he'd be riding the pines, except now you got to have participation <laughs> trophies. So, you know, you got to, well, we got to put him in left field for a couple of innings because his parents are here. Did you play sports, Smokey? Yeah. What'd yeah. you play? Disc uh, golf. Soccer, baseball, and footy, football. You played football? I did. What position? I was a safety. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your 40 time? Uh, were you a free safety or a high safety? Free safety. Oh, okay. You didn't charge? No. Damn. Anybody need a knife? No. You gotta be fast to be a safety, bro. I like soccer more, honestly. Okay. Yeah. I would too. You know that. Oh, because your your boobies get to jiggle more. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, God. I just said I was gonna try to be nicer. I don't know what your problem is. I'm in such a. It's. I was thinking about it last night. Go ahead. That I've just been in such a high level of constant pain. I know this sounds like you're just a constant bitching and moaning session. No, it's all right. I've hurt so bad for so long, and I can't take enough meds to get rid of it, that I realize that it just made me lashing out. At, I'm just lashing out at you guys, and I apologize. Apology not accepted. Uh, Bob, what do you got? Are you going to open, or do I open first? I don't know. This fell out. I don't know who's that. Someone... Smokey, do you want a... That's a Batman... You want a, bat, a Batman keychain. A sure. Batplane keychain? That's that's for you. Smokey your, loves Batman. Merry Christmas to you. Best Christmas ever. All right, I'm opening mine. Cute. Yeah, that looks suspiciously like a either a kitty oh, calendar. Oh God, I hope to God it's a ki- a kitty calendar or something. A kitten calendar. Here, do you need a? Look, where'd you get this little cuchillo from? <laughs> yeah, well, where? Uh, man, he popped he popped that blade out in a hurry. I got, all, I got all kinds of weapons on this me at any cuchillo. given time. Cuchillo, cuchillo. What does that mean? Knife. It yeah. means a uh, stinky sticker. Yeah, there you go. I don't want to tear up. No, you don't want because you don't. There could be a Hello Kitty. Uh, and I cut away from me. God, do you realize if the media room gave us a calendar, I, it's the meanest thing they could do to you because then you won't have that excuse anymore. Right. By it's, the way, the media rooms our little YouTube oh, community that of uh, super fans and other people that uh, we get together. Oh my oh, God! Snad. Holy crap! That's got to put you in a good mood. It does, but. It, I like it because I, I already have this one. <laughs> the exact one? Yeah. With that on the back? Yeah. Bob got me one. Didn't you yeah. buy me this one? I think so. Is it the I same? Like it. I mean, it, I love it. But you can rip this one up. And this one's brand new. No, well, this is take what it's nice. I'll take the take sleeves, the sleeves off, of yours, off of this one. Okay, yeah. Because it's a, uh, let's tell everybody what it is. It's a blood in, blood out shirt. It's the picture they took outside of the... It's a good looking... Outside of San Quentin. La Onda. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh, man. No way. I just watched. Oh, dude, you, you got a thriller me? picture disc? I just watched the 40th Son of a gun. anniversary documentary. There's no there's no better album than this. I think Off the Wall. We've we've had this debate. I think I know, Off the Wall is a better. Culturally? Better Jack Michael Jackson record. And impact-wise, you have to account for everything. Yeah, yeah, thriller, I get you. I hear you. They, they play it One every One of the Halloween. greatest sellers of all time, right? Do you know what I think Michael Jackson's greatest album is? Michael Jackson's greatest work is Taylor Swift's 19. Mm-hmm. Explain. Uh, I can't. I'm even. just trying to make oh. him angry. Uh, what's on the back of the picture disc? I know the co- album co- that must be a different shot. Can I shot. take it out? I don't want to. Don't mess take it out of you. I'm scared. Oh, there's pictures of young boys on the back. No, oh, that's why they no. can't show. 
show it in the store. Right. He he didn't do that. There you go. I watched the documentary on YouTube. Oh, produced Don't. by his produced produced by his estate that said he didn't do that. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of static in the front there. You got to push it out. Also, you, I don't know how to handle. Here, that. give me that. Let me look. Let me show you how to do it. When you're living off the wall, records all the time. Look at this. Look at him go. He really does know what he's doing, ladies and gentlemen. The Bob Father knows what's up when it comes to the the old the old picture. He's just disc. not scared to break it because you got to get his. your finger in the hole there. <laughs> it's not even a hole. It's tight. Gotta, Look at that. He can't get it out. You gotta get your is. finger in the hole. Look. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm sorry, man. I'm trying not to get... There we go. It's, this is funny. This is this is like what, trying to watch uh, Chewy get out of that shirt. This is how you hold it, oh, Chewy. Like that. All right? And then you can do that. Oh, man. Look at that. He's... Is it's, that uh, it's Michael with the rest of the Jackson 5. It's no, Ma- those are the, it's zomb- the zombies. Oh, oh. It's, it's Michael on 6th Street. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's cool. I'm opening up a gift now. I don't know if I can get this back in, Chewy. Uh, it says Madman. Oh, look at this, folks. What? You got a watch? You got a straight up watch? Got a straight up watch, ladies and gentlemen. What? What? And look at that. It better I think be used. It's, if you, when you look at that size, it must be a combo watch and C ring. That that better be a Justin better have had that in the drawer. This is what, no, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna start wearing two watches at once now. They used to do that yeah. in the early 2000s. Soldier yeah, Boy, Soldier Boy did it first. Always bing, did everything first. Bing, bing. My daughter and her friends have really gotten into Soldier Boy lately. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, your daughter's in her Soldier Boy era. Yeah, I'd be. It's scared. funny because I hear those songs and it's like when we used to listen to like. Classic rock or oldies, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She's just like, well, yeah. this is a funny song. She was like, oh, this is like a classic. And I was like, it's, it's like, what was it? Fourteen years old boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there comes a time in a young lady's life where she starts changing and has to turn her swag mm. on. Uh, thank you very much to the media room. And oh, uh, what now, did I get? Now Bob's gonna open up. That's big and heavy. Oh That's yeah. What she said. Oh, I hope it's black and veiny too. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what that is. I think it's going to be something for the listening room. That's what I'm going to tell you. From the shape of it, I think yeah, it's going to be something some for the listening room. whiskey. Look at that. No, it's tequila, I think. Yeah, it's going to be. It's a special special, bo- special drinking box. That's 1800 reserve. Bob, that's about a $120 bottle. I'll finish it before I get home tonight. You're not even going to open that. Who makes until it? Until someone though? says, can I have is some? Is it Millennia? Is the co- I don't know the... Oh well, then I'd throw it away. Do you know this? Do you know this particular beverage? Oh wow, Bob! You turn to a Latino and ask them if they instantly. <laughs> do you know who makes I this think, tequila? I think the brand is eighteen hundred. Okay, mm. the brand, that's nice. That's a display bottle there. Thank you guys. Thank you, Media Room. Uh, by the way, uh, we'll Bob's, see you tomorrow night. Most of them are going to be at the uh, Oliver. At Bob the event. says gracias to you and your yeah, people. Yeah, do your voice more Mexican yes. when you tell him that, please. Yeah. He wants it. Uh, señor es mil ochocientos. There you go. Si, <laughs> senor. Thank you. Speedy Gonzalez. Do you guys have plans for Christmas? Are you guys traveling? you doing anything? What's happening? I don't know. Is it know. too soon to even discuss that stuff? Yeah. I got to say, I got to catch up on some bills, and then I'm, maybe I'll take a road trip or go eat somewhere, I think. Really? That's it. Where do you think you might road trip, and what are you looking at to <sighs> eat? San Antonio. Yeah, that's a good call always. That's a, yeah, and then probably... Uh, 
probably make it really a day. There's this pan dulce I want to try that they make up there, and then this gordita place, and a tacos al carbon place. Place. Oh, that carbon. sounds fantastic. Bob, are you okay? Can you get that in there? They packed it in there too. Maybe we got to drink some before it fits. Maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'm going to be working a lot, I think. Uh-huh. Got to catch up on stuff. No, that's I right. Gotta, you gotta, you read, got a bunch of projects I going on for YouTube. Oh, that's the main thing I'll be doing is Friday, and I don't want to take away, you know, from anything else that we're doing, but I'm going to stream Friday night with Spencer. A talk show. What time? Because why? You know, what do you mean? Night. You're Twitch. not taking away from anything. You should be letting people know about that uh, on Twitch. Isn't that my night? And I might send out a link uh, on our Instagram okay. if everybody wants to join, talk. Oh wait, are you going up head to head? You're going head to head with the media room? I love oh, this. God. This is wow. I love this. It's a competitive market, and uh, well, I'll you know, tell you who's going to win. We got to get used to it. You're probably going to win. You're welcome to join. Well, I'll be doing my own show on Friday night. You're on YouTube. I'll be on Twitch. It's too different. All right? You're on Netflix. I'm on Prime. Oh, I'm on HBO on... Max. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Bob's on the CBS streaming service. And, and I'm, I'm on Paramount to, uh, Plus. And I might record the podcast and put it up or something, too. Nice. So. I'm, I'm happy for you. I want you to let more people know about that. I will. What's and your I... handle on Twitch? Uh, nomversation. N-O-M-versation. Nomversation. Yeah. Okay. You know, like conversation, yeah, except he's eating. I get it. I get it. I got the reference. So, Pretty clever. Uh, go on there, follow us. Nomversation. I'll let you know when I'm going live. Nom- but Friday night, uh, probably late, 8, 9. Before uh, everybody's going to go out I usually do crazy. 10 to midnight. I feel like that's the time when people are either pre-gaming to go out to get crazy or all the uh, duds and losers like me that are going to stay in are starting to get their Cheetos Thank and everything Thank you for ready. including us duds and losers yeah. in there. I appreciate that. I thought Twitch was for gamers. Spot. Yeah, that's who I'm talking about. Well, okay. I hear you. I feel you. But no, there's guys that talk about... <laughs> I've watched a dude talk about Israel and Hamas or something for... On Twitch? Yeah. On the gaming? Yeah, that was, he, that well, was his thing. There's people nobody else, nobody else better has their finger on the pulse than a, what, like a 20-something gamer who has got mean, it all figured out? He had thousands of people. I'm sure he did. Rooting them off. Hey, here's an issue that's been going on nonstop for 76 years. He didn't go in depth. He was just some crass, whatever, a-hole, maybe trying to be like a Tucker. Mm. It's a good way to do it. There's just plenty of like hate watching things. I bomb, just, I hey, just dude, want, bomb throwing is a way. To, bomb throwing is a good way to do it. You should for conversation. You should talk about stuff and then just be really yes, be really cruel about, like just tear up restaurants. I, I will be doing a review too. Cloud Dine is our one of our segments, okay, yeah. and we'll be reviewing uh, some of the cloud kitchens because I feel like nobody's doing that. Um, there's a lot of them on Instagram. Yeah, question all of them. I don't know. What- I don't know what that is. Yeah. Cloud kitchens? Yeah. So ghost, if you go ghost on, kitchen. Ghost kitchen, cloud kitchen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of same thing. So if you uh, go on Grubhub, there's tons of places tons. where you can eat, but you won't be able to frequent or go inside. Did you read that? Have you read the, artic- the article that came out this week about uh, ghost kitchens? No, good or bad? Uh, you be the judge. Not so good. Like just since the pandemic, how quickly they've fallen off and how what a struggle they're having right now. It's interesting because, I mean... It seemed like a genius idea when it first started, mm-hmm. too, because you realize, oh, you're taking away so much of the startup costs 
for young people who want to get into this game. Yeah, it makes me think cre- I can and, do and it. create something for of themselves and for themselves. And um, but it's almost like they followed uh, the the same model that killed a lot of comedy clubs. I feel like that's what the Ghost Kitchens did. But they said, "All right, we made it. Now you do all the work. We don't want to contribute at all." All the clubs that have managed to survive through the 80s and 90s until now mm-hmm. are the ones who said, hey, we'll help develop acts, we'll help advertise, we'll help put butts in seats. There are a lot of clubs who were just like, no, no, we've got the place. I did see like them advertising this ghost kitchen, cloud kitchen, come work over here, come cook, and 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 pay off all their stuff for in like six months. You can be ahead. I'm like, what am I renting? What am I, what am I buying that I have to pay off in six months? It's just... Well, I should yeah. just be renting this kitchen for a hundred dollars or something, or two hundred for the day or something, because they have a giant building with like dozens and dozens. Yeah. Of yeah. kitchens well, for people to uh, operate. A lot of the kitchen, a lot of those kitchen operators got a little greedy. I hate capitalism. I, I mean, I don't hate it, but wow. God, what what an evil thing. What's, all right. All what's right. the alternative there, Karl Marx? Yeah. What's going on over there, Hillary? I mean, uh, not hate capitalism, but just. Don't I mean, boy, it's you. great. Boy, it's great to step on someone while you're coming step up. Step on their neck. Ain't that the best? I'm going to push out of the odd a little bit because uh, we're waiting. Uh, at 9 o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. our, fin- our friend Daniel Van Kirk is going to call. Uh, he's the guy, you know, he does the world's best Mark Wal- Wahlberg impression I've ever heard, which I love because it's not a person that a lot of people are doing impressions of. Right. But I met him one time, Doug Loves Movies. Doug Benson, who was in here recently. Mm-hmm. Doug has a series of podcasts, and one of them is called Doug Loves Movies. And I was on it one day with Daniel. And Daniel was so good at doing this character that I couldn't do the rest of the podcast. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I was so entertained by what right. he was doing, I would forget that it was on stage in front of people, and I would just watch him. I don't want him to stop when he does so it. So it would come to me to answer questions. It's kind of like a game show thing. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not prepared. My ADD, I just got lost in watching Van Kirk. And then when you drive home, you're trying you're practicing your Mark Wahlberg in your car. You can't do it like he does it. But it's like but it seems it's, so it's simple. Infectious, it right? seems so simple. You know, but you can't you can't I had it down I was doing it around the house for like a whole day after the last thing we did with Van Kirk and I was driving my family crazy. With just the same two lines over and over trying to perfect them. Well, 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 well I can't uh, remember the lines. Like what was you got him, man. You're yeah. the best. Yeah. You got that. I got that. <laughs> so anyway, I'm looking forward to that. He reached well, out to I me. I wish he was coming to hey, town I'm... earlier. I think he's flying in. Yes, he's flying straight Thursday. in and going straight, pretty much straight to stage. Because I tried to lean on that too about, like, hey, what about? What about? And man? he was just like, dudes, I can't. I'm like, that's fine. But next time, you son of a match. Yeah. Next time. So uh, we're gonna postpone. Uh, not of the odd. I don't think anybody out there. Do, do, are you panicked? Do you I'm, care? I'm not. We'll do one later in the morning, I guess. We can still have one if you want. I can. You want to do one? I well, do I mean, one. I can bring up. Well, a I was. Too. I mean, I just want to have the. I just want to have have the line clear for him. I don't want to. I don't really want to. I have waiting. one question to just pose here. Okay. With just a couple. I mean, because TikTok and Instagram have been posting this, and I'm curious, what are y'all's thoughts? But Ron DeSantis, as election season's coming up, people post his shoes and everything looking funny. Right. Is he stilting? Bob? Everybody knows he is. But I, I I need more evidence. I don't know. More evidence? Bob? 
I don't know. Yes, he wears. It's it's very clear that he wears lifts. But, but how tall is he, and how tall is he trying to be? I think he's probably five five, and I think he's trying to I be mean, five seven. You're gonna judge a man for wearing a fashion heel. I'm more worried about the curled. <laughs> it's not the heel. It's um, not a heel, dude. It, it's a it's a, a lift. lift inside of the boot, and that's why that thing is curling up because his forefoot isn't down there, and so it just it's here, so it's smashing the boot up. Yeah, he's a man yeah. who's wearing high heels that are. Made to look like he's not wearing. Aren't high you heels. supposed to stuff a sock in there, a sweat sock in there, or something? I don't know. No, I don't that's know the how pants. It works. That's where you oh, stuff that's the, the, sock the pants. Is the pants. Just yeah, wear like some right. Timberlands or something. Or I wish you could zoom in on that. I want to see. Why are people still hating on Ron DeSantis? Do you think? Why wouldn't he just buy a size smaller? I don't know because he's got a face like this. like he already got. Like he got already got he got he came onto the national landscape and then got pushed off the national landscape mm-hmm. pretty fast. Don't you think? He's still there talking. Well, that's true. He is still talking. I just don't know that he's... I don't know if anybody uh, running is in in much of a position to be a threat. Nah. Unless it's Vivek Ramaswe. God, you know him. I know you do that. I can't pronounce it. What is it? Vivek Ramaswe, your next president? I hope so. You know? I hope someone comes out of the shadows and takes this thing. I don't know who. I think he's I don't know who's weighing, who's laying in wait to I think become Vivek. our president. But I hope maybe it's Chip from Chip and JoJo. Maybe I think Vivek comes out, proves Matt wrong, fixes the entire American not system. Do. You're not going to get it under my skin today, man. Fixes the entire American system. Okay, well, you might want to fix his haircut first. Thank you, Vivek. You didn't even say his name right. You said Vivek. 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 You can't even get his name right. That's what we call him, the uh, Ramaswamy heads. Is that what you? The Ramaswamians. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like Ramaswamians. It does have a nice they ring to it. They live in Ramaswamyville. Mm-hmm. The mayor of Ramaswamyville. No one's gonna save us. Whoever no, gets elected, somebody's gotta save us. Somebody's out there. Somebody. Gas is down right now, though. I am pumped for that. Well, I'm really excited. What about the for rock? Us. I'm really excited for America to go back to. Go back to not believing that the president is a superhero. Like, the president is not a superhero. The president has never been a superhero. It's going to be more superhero-y this next four years than I, ever. D- dude, I know that, but I'm saying we have to stay. That's not what a president... It's People keep trying to vote for a superhero. That's not a president's job, and it's not what a president even Mm-mm. can do. Mm-mm. we got to go it. back to pre... He's going to fix Thinking it. that the, the, the president comes to save you or fix whatever. So you don't want The Rock as the president. Uh, Rock could be pretty good. I think he's a good guy. So I, Ronald Reagan didn't fix anything. Ronald Reagan, I think, was the begin. Uh, definitely leaned into the idea of a superhero. I don't want to get anybody started because we were talking about trickle down <laughs> earlier on the break. <laughs> At least in this building. Maybe Chris Christie's got the goods. <laughs> Chris Christie doesn't <laughs> have got- the goods, and Chris Christie would make. I think Chris Christie would make a terrible president. But he's he's what you want on your side if you are president because he's a pretty good bulldog. That's what you need is a good bulldog. What about an NFL coach, like a former NFL coach? Wouldn't they? Wouldn't that be the right kind of character? I would not mind if we needed to have an international meeting with, like, say, the Saudis and put them in their place a little bit. Yeah. And we sent Belichick out there in In his sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off, and he went to a meeting and just said, "Look." "Look." me and, and you know who his vice president should be? John Daly. And you send the two of them overseas to do a little business, and yeah. it seems like a little more because they'd be like, uh oh, the U.S. has started. They stopped sending us Harvard boys. They yeah. actually might mean some stuff now. Right. 
If we send Chris Christie, he's going to ask for a chair. Can I sit down? My legs are hurting. I got to catch my breath. Can I sit down at at this buffet? My circulation. (laughs) Uh, I should have wore my compression socks. It was a long flight. Warren. Yes, good morning. Morning, morning, Warren. Hey, y'all are getting it all wrong. You don't even have to worry about who's going to be the next president. Texas secession is on the next ballot. Did you see Newsweek? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Is it really? Again? We need, I know, again. we don't need to worry about President of the United States. We need to worry about President of Texas. Well, who's going to be President of Texas, then? We already have a President of Texas. What do you mean? Well, We've already been operating no, that way for a while, He's got to be vice. We gotta, so when can I stop paying career. taxes? No, the taxes are yeah, going to go yeah, way up if we secede. Oh. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, we're getting a lot of... Uh, what is it? But we wouldn't have to pay federal Subsidi- tax anymore. You would pay federal exactly. tax to the new country, which would be... Uh, Texas. Republic of Texas. And your taxes so would go up Texas. significantly. Oh, it's we good. have Willie for president and Chuck Norris for vice president. <laughs> is he really from Texas? Because he's yes. just a Texas Ranger. He might have came from New York. He lives here. Why wouldn't no, you? Chuck. It would be fun to have mattress. Uh, who all could you put in in all? I mean. The guy that played Hercules, number one. The pillow guy. Uh, who else? Uh, San Antonio play, coach. You know, one of the Quaid's. Uh, one of the Wilsons, Owen or Luke. Luke's got time. They're oh, Texas, right? Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce's got to be in there somewhere. I think Bun B should be Secretary of Treasury. Oh damn! You would put in. Would oh, you? Yeah, who all do we have? Chameleonaire. <laughs> we just go all. The lean. whole screwed up click. I we want lo- lean <laughs> into the, the, the screwed up game. Hey Warren, we, we gotta, gotta go. Warren. We got a we got a real celebrity. Get off the phone, Warren. Get away from us, Warren. We got a a hot one on the phone right now. Uh, uh, KLBJ Hotline. Is this? Uh, are you? You're a winner. I'm a winner. Yeah, I don't know what the hell. We're just. I wanted. You, we wanted you to think that we didn't know who you were. <laughs> well, that was that was obvious when you said I was a winner. All right. Good morning, DVK Daniel Van Kirk. How are you? I'm great, buddy. How about you? We're good, man. Hey, man, you're you're on live with Matt and Bob. You're on and live with Johnson and Floor Wax in Where, the morning. Are you in L.A. right now? I am. Oh, God, that sucks. 7 a.m.? Is this a little early for you? No, that's all right. Okay. I'm good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for calling in. You're going to be at Cap City Thursday night? We're just going to miss you. Thursday man. night? Well, we'll catch your Eight show, but, I mean, now. we're going to... If you'd come in a day earlier, you could have uh, popped in and caught our show. Well, I, we're, I we're in Rochelle. You're where we're on Rochelle, Illinois. I would have come in. Oh man, because uh, we're your opening act over at Cap City. We're uh, we're Wednesday night. You're, thir- <laughs> you're Thursday night. Yeah. I don't know who's playing yeah. the after party, but no, that's a heck of an intermission too. Yeah, it really uh, is for everybody. For everybody who sticks around, we appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dan Van Kirk. Is, a lot of you will remember if you came to our podcast during uh, Moon Tower. Moon Tower he was an incredible guest there. Uh, he's been on our show multiple times, and he will forever be known as the last guest we had before COVID began, and we stopped having guests for like two and a half years. He got to be the <laughs> final guest. He ruined not only that, but he was the last guest that they had. At the old, he actually he caused the old club, oh, the old Cap City to shutter. It was him. That, he's the one that did he it. He was the last act there. Yeah. What have you been up to, yeah. Daniel? 
Well, in, in those, uh, what, three and a half years or whatever? Not much. No, I Not even much. just mean just like in the last month. You've been, your Instagram has been great as of late. Um, I really enjoyed you awesome. touring around and then letting us know about where you're going to be mm-hmm. in very, very funny ways you've been doing it. Well, yeah, you got to, you got to, you got to cheat that algorithm, buddy. You got to, you got to, you got to make them think you're putting out that content when really we're just hoping people come hang out with us all the time, whether it's on radio or podcast or in person. So, um, things have been good. I shot my special in Chicago. That was great. Where in Chicago? Um, What theater or whatever? I shot at the Lincoln Lodge, did two shows on the 11th of November. How was it? How did it feel for you? Oh, it was wonderful. That's it was great. wonderful. I, yeah, the night before, I actually did two shows in my hometown of Rochelle, Illinois. And there's nothing better than going up in front of 200 people you went to high school with who think that you're uh, not better than them. And that, was, <laughs> that was enjoyable. Did that turn out to be a bad idea to do the homecoming shows right before you were taping? No, it was actually it was actually great. It, there was two really fun moments. One was I was making jokes about uh, the flea market I grew up going to in Wisconsin, and uh, at the end of one of the jokes, before I got to the punchline, one of my cousins finished it for me because <laughs> they they knew what I was talking about. So right. that was fun telling okay. your family to not finish your jokes. <laughs> and then in the second second show. I realized I'm not this. I didn't make this up. The whole right side of the audience never laughed. And then I get done and I realized it was a whole bunch of people I graduated with who then proceeded to tell me how much they loved the show. And I thought, well, if that's not small town America right there, we really like what you're doing, but we are not going to show you that. How, <laughs> what was high school like for you, man? Yeah, it was pretty. I was a horrible student. I barely graduated. Um, but I had a good time. I mean, I, I blew up my knee in high school, so I I didn't get to keep doing sports, and that's when I started doing theater. And um, I've just been cursed with this uh, need for validation from strangers ever since. Yeah. But it was pretty. Yeah, it was good. I like. I mean, we grew up. You know, we grew up working in cornfields and and uh, running, cutting squares. Like I don't know. You know, in days confused when they're when they're driving around cutting squares, I don't know if a lot of the country realized that that was a real thing. Like people just drove around Friday and Saturday nights before cell phones and yeah, I think people do realize. I mean, like especially that. stuff because even in small town Texas, still to this day, that that goes on. I mean, most towns well, most towns are developed. You have a Sonic at one end of the strip, and you have a Dairy Happen Queen at, at the UT. other one. Every Saturday yeah. night was uh, every Friday and Saturday night was up and down Guadalupe, and it. then there was a yeah. North Cross Mall. People would circle that in both directions, that circular yeah. driveway, and just cruise around in the, different it, directions. That was it. My high school, every there was a, a a Randall's parking lot, and in that parking lot, there was a Wendy's and a Little Caesars. And then there was there were fistfights there every weekend. Mm-hmm. People went there to crush a couple of tollies and then punch each other. And, oh, I'm not sure why that's what we decided the fun would be, but yeah. that's what mm-hmm. it was. I hated it. I rarely went because I was so afraid right. of fighting. I hated fighting. Wait, you had, like, you, it was expected that if you were doing that, you were going to fight? No, but there was, I mean, look, I grew up kind of, th- that high school was kind of on the edge of the sticks. And uh, I had like a, I was like a new wave kid, eyeliner and okay. Depeche Mode, so it didn't exactly fit in. 
So there was a lot of yeah, like, I, hey, queer. And then I, you know, I'm probably <laughs> like you. That was his dad. I, it was my dad yelling at me. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in a long time. And uh, But there was the, I also had a loud mouth. You know what I mean? I had a smart-ass mouth. So the, the thing is, is my mouth wrote a lot of un, uncashable checks, unfortunately, <laughs> right. over the years. Well, you had that, you had that angst. That's what you had going for you. And against you was that angst. Do you know I... Also, just combination Little Caesars, Wendy's, that that Mm. literally... If you were doing a game show and they were like, Little Caesars and a Wendy's, you would go fist fighting. Well, (laughs) it it really is. I think it's one of the things that prepared me to do stand-up is because somebody would say something, I would smart back, that would get laughs... And then the laughs yeah. would anger that other person, and then they would punch me in the face. But that's not that different than a comedy club where you're getting laughs. There's a guy there with his date. He's mad you're getting laughs, and so he heckles you. It, it, it really is the same system I've been in for my, my, my life. But you were, oh, yeah. uh, you were a jock that then went into theater. So did you, were you able to keep all your jock friends, too? Did you have a smooth transition? Yeah, I was, it, was, it was fine in that, in that way. I mean, I think, you know, it helped. I, I, not a lot of guys who like, you know, were offensive tackle were were also out there doing like anti mame on the weekend. So, <laughs> I'll gonna ask. Not a, not a joke. Not a joke. You did anti mame? <laughs> did you do? Oh, yeah, dude. You guys didn't have time for the Fantastics while you were there. <laughs> we didn't have that budget. You kidding me? <laughs> we're doing old Lucille Ball movies. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> you are you still you still lean into sports? You're a big sports fan. Oh yeah, I love it. I, I love it. I mean, you know, it's Chicago, so it's not. It's, I've had uh, a very few peaks and a lot of lows my life being a Chicago sports fan. It is tough, isn't but it? We, yeah, I mean, we had the, we had a good time. I mean, four championships from 2010 to 2016 between the Blackhawks and the Cubs, but that. That and the Bulls. So there's two mm-hmm. short, Dynasty. like, six-year chapters in my life. I mean, I guess eight with the Bulls, but, you know, spread a, <laughs> a weird baseball uh, relegated suspension in between the Bulls championships. But, um, yeah, I'm big sports, man. Big yeah. sports. Did and you make it to college? I don't, did you make it to college? Oh, of course, dude. I went to the... Theater Conservatory at Roosevelt University. Yeah, oh, in yes. Chicago. My son went to Columbia College, Chicago. Exactly. It's very close yeah. to Roosevelt. The Roosevelt. How, cool. how yeah. panicked were you? How panicked were your parents when you told them I've decided I'm going from, to private school from small town Illinois? I hey, I'm going to go to the theater conservatory. I, what, what was the first well, reaction from your old man? First of all, you make me feel so well adjusted that you think I had two parents. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> well, finally, I'm like, why did? How did he end up in comedy? He he had jock friends, he had theater friends. Everything's working for him. How the hell did he end up in this lonely business? Now we know what it is. Okay, did you when you talked to your foster parents? How did they feel about you going? <laughs> I don't even know what a conservatory means. What does that mean? That it's all. It's like. A small group of kids, you have every single class together, you barely take any prerequisites. I think I had to take like one so, math. So you go one... straight into your major. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 And oh my gosh. You talk, you want to talk about going from a small farm town, nine thousand people, I think a total of maybe four hundred kids in my entire high school, and then I go into living in the loop in downtown Chicago oh, yeah. on the ninth floor. Every other room is boy, girl, and you're all theater kids. This this was 
This was my Cancun. Well, like, it's, I was in spring break. Yeah, but it's also, it's a theater school. That's why they had to go boy-girl. They have to separate the boys. <laughs> so, 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 so you guys oh. settle down. Gentlemen, there I was one of four straight guys in the entire yeah. program. Yeah, hard, a target-rich environment for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. A, no, nobody got chosen. It was just a lack of option. Yeah, well it, done. It, it was. Yeah, I, I, I had a great time. Let's put it that way. Uh, no, I think my family. You know, Rochelle is only. Rochelle, Illinois, is at tops. I would say it's ninety minutes from Chicago to Rochelle, but it is 85 years apart. Yeah, so it's amazing I mean, how quickly Chicago falls off. You go Chicago, then you go then you're all in the, you go to all the bedroom communities yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then very quickly you're like, "Wait a minute, we ran out of city and we ran out of everything." You are Oh yeah. And I think some people cuz people some people also would would live in Rochelle but would say, "Oh yeah, I'm from Chicago" cuz you just take the closest big area, but they you mm-hmm. could tell in a hurry that they're that they're not. It is, it is. I guarantee hanging out with you guys after, you know, shows we've done together, whether it was guesting on other people's podcasts or you guys uh, being so gracious to let me join you on stage, you probably heard me say it. When people say, where are you from? I go, same thing every time. I go, I'm from a small farm town in northern Illinois called Rochelle. Because it is, not, if you go an hour north of Chicago or an hour south, you are, you're still definitely in the suburbs, pretty close to the city. You go west, you go about 45 miles and it, it, it gets as flat as a ping pong table. It's just it's done. Best, mm-hmm. best soil you've ever had in your life, you know, for, for crops. But it is there's nothing else. But I there. think it's uh, important for people who smoke grow because you. The, the one thing is that I've noticed about you, and I think one of the things that informs your success, especially with something like Dumb People Town. Okay, the the podcast mm-hmm. you do with, with the Sklars. Um, mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who've never spent time in small towns, and they look down on small towns. Um, they don't look introspectively on what a small town's all about. Wait a minute, you just did the whole you just did the whole lyric set to Is that a Melon Camp Camp song? I was born in a small town. I'm gonna die in a small town. I'm so so small town. Do you remember that day you were sitting there and Jackie had her hands between your knees? <laughs> outside the outside tasty freeze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You remember that, don't you? But I mean like you didn't you still have a little bit of you're able to look with some respect on your small town. Yo, I love it. I mean, I love, I mean, you know, we've got two stoplights and and six churches and Ooh, seven fancy. bars and, yeah. and, and one, one high school football team. I mean, I, I yeah, I think it, I don't, to me, it's, it's wonderful. There's nowhere else I'd rather be from. The, the amount of times I've sang My Town by Montgomery Gentry, R.I.P., uh, <laughs> on, at, a, at a karaoke bar in the middle of nowhere. You know, but the funny thing is, you're singing that to like everybody who's just singing along with you. It's really the people in the cities where they got to go. Wait, what do you mean they closed the mill and that's Jenny with a baby in each arm? Like, <laughs> I'm like that's Jenny, my cousin, and nobody works at the mill anymore. What is there to explain here? Why am I uh, having to break this down? It's the simplest lyrics. They uh, they mean what they say. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I think you know, you guys are you guys are comedians too, right? We're, we're, and I think that the to me, the best form of comedy is trying to figure out why does that person do that? What do, you know, when I see somebody do some crazy driving, yeah, there is a part of me that wants to like run them off the road and hope they die alone. But there's another part of me that wants to, if I really could go, why did you, what made you think that going from the left turn lane and taking a right in front of two lanes of traffic 
Like, what level of trust do you have in your life that you thought that was going to work out? And I think that being from a small town, since you know everybody, you are always either wondering why someone did that, and you can actually ask them, or everyone in town knows, knows why that dude you know, cries in the diner yeah. every single day. You it, know why? It, you, you know why Carl goes from one lane to the other. He doesn't cut across lanes. Yeah. It's just one lane. But everybody knows why. Because like, well, because Carl, Carl's been drinking since he was eleven years old. You know Carl's car, well, and you, everybody knows to stay two car lengths yeah. behind. It's your fault if you get hit. Yeah. <laughs> he he showed up drunk to two a days in nineteen ninety six. He got heat stroke. <laughs> Nobody paid attention to him. He tried to join the football team five years in a row up to the age he was twenty two, and he's just been like that ever since. <laughs> I also just love the term. Like two a days is a good term that you throw out, and people either know exactly what you mean, and they mm-hmm. know what it feels like, and they know what it oh, yeah. is, or they're like, "What? What? Did, what is that?" And you have zero concept. There's not like somebody has a kind of concept of two a days. Right. The most annoying person in the world is like, "There's only one day in a day," and you're like, "You know what? We are. We will. We do not need to be at the same bar." Ever again. <laughs> There's only one day. Hey, man, are you excited? There's a new Wahlberg movie out this week. You got, are you kidding me? You got fresh material. I, I, I figured that's why you're on the road that you contractually have to. Uh, you have to promote his films. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I, I don't even know anything about it. Look, I saw a billboard. And he's standing there with bloody knuckles and a like a, a reverse Zach Galifianakis, like a back baby Bjorn backpack or something. <laughs> it's called a family it, it, plan, I, I think. It's, I think he's like it's like a spy kids thing or something. He's got it a, has to be. It's like he's an alter. He got an alter ego. He works for the C. I don't know, but the bloody knuckles <laughs> shot that's for every movie, isn't it? Yes. He just did yeah, one yeah. photo shoot to cover all his films. <laughs> I had, dude. I had to do that. I, I'm, I'm obligated. I'm obligated. But <laughs> dude, he, he. It, it, it's always just like somebody. They, I, they have to pitch Mark movies, and then he is just looks at everybody in the boardroom and goes, "Okay, okay, but what if, what if he's a spy who can fight everybody?" And they're like, "All right, Mark, whatever." <laughs> We were talking before you, you we were talking about it before you called how you ruin Bob and I's relationship every time we hang out with you because for two weeks afterwards, whether we want to or not, we both try to do the wall. I drive my family crazy. I drive my family crazy. Yeah. For two days I'm like trying to do it. My kids are just like, please hey, stop hey. hanging out with that guy. Why why <laughs> why would you want me to stop hanging out with him when he's awesome? He's awesome. <laughs> okay. First of all, that was a very good high pitch, Eric. Thank that you. That was an excellent high pitch, Eric. Thank you. Uh, deep cut for people who know yeah. good radio. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, it's all yeah. It's whisper, anger, and then just more confidence than any of us have ever had <laughs> whisper, at any point in our life. Anger, confidence. confidence. Okay. 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 Give us one. Yeah. One. One whisper, anger, confidence. That we can practice today. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right, ready? <clears throat> What are you doing today? I'll tell you what you're not going to do. You're not going to eat bread, and you are going to do cardio. <laughs> I, I missed the whisper part. Need to be a little starts whisper. a little down. It starts a little yeah. down. Well, it's a little down here. It's a little down here. It's all down here. I'll tell you what I'm good at. It's a little down here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, do you it's think he, real, like, does he pray uh, half as much as he... I, every morning I, I, I wake up, he's on my Instagram because I follow him, and he's walking sure. out of his personal chapel on his property 
where you go. How convenient to go to church at your own house. Oh. I'd go I to mean, I'd look. go to church every morning if I had one in my compound. Of course. I do you know I think that Mark Wahlberg and I say this as you know I'm a fan. There's so many movies of his that I love. Him and I crossed each other, like literally walked past each other uh, in downtown L.A. once, and I was not going to say a single word. Uh, but it was a moment where I'm like, you have no idea who I am, and I am so thankful for who you are. Right. Uh, but he, I think so much of his life, you get to this point where it's like, just you, if you can make it convenient, do it. I don't know. Do you guys? Do you know uh, Nate Bargatze? Great yeah. comic, one of the best in the world. Um, he he plays uh, or has played golf with Mark, and he was telling me that it's just um, the fastest thing you've ever seen in your life because he has caddies always at the next point to wherever. What? Like generally, he's gonna yes. So that person's waiting with the next club, so he'll play in like. An hour and a half, two hours. He'll do nine in, like, <laughs> record speed. No, he's got everything. He's got, like, and I'm always seeing videos of him, like, he just walks into a room and jumps in an ice bath because he's got that yeah. on hand. It's everything yeah. is convenient. That's what, I guess that's, a, does that called money? That's what the Daniel, hell is that? Yeah. Is that yeah. That's called money, right? <laughs> Where yeah. just also, anything you that you, it, you want is at you your fingertips. It. It, it's more than yeah. money, though. It's also called uh, power because... Uh, for, from some people's perspective, Bob, you would be a guy who has money. But the thing on why you feel like a failure is you have no power. Right. You have no power. <laughs> well, I don't have no, yeah. yeah. You can pay. Your, I don't have an ice bath. You or can pay thing. your bills, but you can't do any. You can't no. get anybody to do anything for you. No. Mm-hmm. No so, one listen to me. Also, yeah. you guys, you guys touched on this the uh, uh, the ice bath thing. Yeah. First of all, okay, I, I get it. It helps you. It's good for you. It activates stuff in your body that makes you burn fat. But I stop being I scientific, raised, Daniel. That was right, a little right, too scientific. It does It does stuff for your body. Well, thank you, Doctor. You know what I mean. I know. I know. It activates your yeah, activates. hydroglycerides, <laughs> fat genes, all that. All of a sudden, I just become like an old Chicago union worker. I don't know. They do a thing. They put you in a bath, and then the bath makes you feel pretty on the how, inside. How about those cubs? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I do, I do want to say this. Thanks for this forum. I love when trends in health just come around to things that are just the way poor people have been living yes. for, forever. <laughs> what you mean? Like, well, trends in food are doing the same thing. Well, go ahead. You, you, the you. Same thing. Oh, just we. You know how long it took growing up for the shower to get hot? Yes. In my household. <laughs> yes. You I've did. been taking cold showers since I was five years old. Cold baths, too. But the whole concept like, oh, of warm water yeah. is a rich... It, it's a thing that we strived for because only the wealthiest people... Had, had it on demand. They had servants yeah. in the house who could warm the water. Mm-hmm. Everybody else took cold showers. So now yeah. we've gone back to that. The biggest thing in this city right now, food-wise, tacos. You know what I mean? Like Everybody is trying <laughs> to experiment and show you that they have the greatest taco... The elevate taco. It. Right. Trying to elevate the, it, yeah. The the food thing that you made because it was portable and you could take it to work in the field with you and get some sustenance mm-hmm. while you were you mm-hmm. were you were picking sugar cane or cotton or something in, in along the Texas border. That's oh, a well, that's a food you can fit in your effing pocket. And and now we're elevating it. Oh guys, 
Guys, how about this one? This one's been going on for at least 10 years, hardcore. Uh, intermittent fasting. Oh, you mean not having enough <laughs> Not <food>? eating. <laughs> Starving? Starvation? Yeah. You mean, you mean not having enough food for the day? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Like, I just saw a TikTok of uh, 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 Dana White saying he did an 86-hour fast. And I go, yeah, man, that is poor kids. Yeah. That's what that's called. <laughs> that, that, that's called being a single mom doing an 86-hour fast. Yeah. Hey, you, I don't know if you, there's a new one. Oh, go ahead. You just discovered the Flint, Michigan diet. You haven't, you're not no really water, on top not. of anything. <laughs> yeah. There's a new one uh, where you're supposed to, you, you walk, you like walk for 12 hours without like a cell phone or any screens. And it's supposed to be like extremely good for your mental health. And, and you're talking to a guy. I didn't get a car when I turned 16. Yeah. It took me till I was 18 and I bought it myself. It was a 72 four-door Chevelle in Appleton, Wisconsin. Ooh, and the first six years, What kind of snatch years, were you slaying, uh, my friend? Oh, my God. He came, the back door was completely dented, and one of the fenders was falling <laughs> off. But it was a 350 Malibu four-barrel car. I loved that. Yeah. There's right? another one that I, that I heard on Rogan the other day. A guy was talking about grounding. Do you know what that is? <laughs> I, I assume telling your children that no, they don't no. that's when anymore. you get up in the morning and you take your shoes and socks off, or, or you just go straight out into your yard and walk in the dirt. You know, shoeless, barefoot at first light to get that red light from the oh, sun. You mean so that you, you mean every summer? So yeah, so up? your toxins in your body can drain out into the earth, and the good stuff from the earth can go up through your feet. It's called grounding. Is, yeah, exactly. But this is just. But you, you just don't have shoes. That, you, you, right. you mean you don't have shoes? Yeah. You're onto a brilliant bit here, which is just that everything that we're doing, everything we're learning from podcasts is just that we forgot what it's like to be shoeless, what, without. Foodless, yeah. Oh, heatless. Guys, my first six years, the first six years that I lived in LA, I didn't have a car. And I know that both of you have been to this city. Yeah. Do you know what I did for 12 hours a day? I walked around because it's also one of the worst like tra public transportation systems. I saw one last night that said when you get up in the morning, they were like, the Romans, uh, they knew to do this. Uh, the greatest warriors in the history of the world, and, and we don't do this anymore. And the whole thing was a guy saying, when you get up in the morning, uh, drink water. <laughs> and I thought... <laughs> I thought, are people not drinking water when they wake up? What? We are. The three of us are one incredibly dumb idea away from being millionaires. I know. So we just can't sad. figure it out. It's timing. We've been trying to be smart. That's the problem. We need to go backward and be super simple, and then make and make a podcast. If you had that. called your cold showers when you were a kid, Cairo. Or cryo, or yep. whatever it is, you'd yeah. be a billionaire. Well, there was crying. There was crying. A lot of crying. No, no, but cry, it's a good place cry, to cry. Cryo. In the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We need to start telling people we're gonna like write a book on rubbing your eyes before you go to sleep <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, we'll all just write each other checks and then build churches in our backyards. Or stretch. Put your hands above your head and stretch. <laughs> yeah, yawning, <laughs> practice. yawning, ah. yawning practice at night is very helpful. Did you get your so yawns I in? I got it. I got it. We're gonna, our book is going to be called "The Power of Blinking." And <laughs> I don't trust anybody who doesn't blink. You ever see that one guy uh, on TV that never blinks, and you're like, "This something's yeah. up with this guy." I don't trust. Him. Oh yeah. I, 
Yeah, anybody who doesn't blink, I don't know why your eyes are the, that. The problem is, <laughs> blinking is what already where the word is. You have to create a new pseudo like so. You have to call it visa wedding or something yeah. like that. You have to you have to rename <laughs> a simple because yeah. you know walking shoeless is now called grounding as opposed to being barefoot, which is what we used to call it. Now it's called grounding. So. Sure. Uh, Visa yeah, like wedding, ocular, ocular, ocular aperture. Yeah, something like that. Because like, is an aperture like a, the little thing that snaps when you take a picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's the yeah, shutter. Ocular. The aperture is the. Yeah. Well, I don't want to get technical. Shutter. Yeah, the shutter. There okay. you go. You I got never it. said I was smart. I never said I was. Don't smart. worry, we've never said that either. But about you're, you. but you're damn funny, dude. Yeah. And everybody needs to go see you Thursday night at Cap City Comedy Club. Uh, tickets A-Pod. available capcitycomedy.com. Yeah, where do we send everybody these days, Daniel? Are, are you is Instagram your preferred place? Do, should they just head to your website? Where do you want to send them? Yeah, you know, I tend to forget to do TikTok, uh, but pretty much anything I put up on Instagram, I put up there. There are also links, you know, if you want to, anybody listening, you know, wants to tell their estranged father or their alcoholic aunt, I'm also on Facebook, so those two people can find me there. Um, but yeah, Instagram, Instagram's probably the, I have a lot of fun on that. I think uh, I've enjoyed it. We're all, we're all on threads, right? Everybody's doing threads nonstop. Can't stop it. Uh, DanielVanKirk.com. If you head out there, you can find out about all of the podcasts he's involved in. You can find sexy pictures of him that you can print out and then you can actually put the, mount them to the ceiling. So they're above your bed. When you wake up, you can see them. And, uh, You've been doing Pen Pals with Rory Scoble, who is one of my favorites, and it's mm. fantastic. Uh, dumb people telling you to do with the Sklars. There's so many many good things you've got uh, you're involved in, and you'll be at Cap City Comedy tomorrow night, uh, and people should go check it out. All right? Thank you, man. Thursday. Thanks, guys. We love you, man. Yeah. Any, you, can, you can call us anytime. You know that. You've got a, a, a open-door policy where, where you're concerned, my man. Thank you. Same for you, too. you ever get out west, let me know. I'd love to have you, any of you, all of you, on one of the pods. And, and also, just for anything else, just get cool, together man. and see what they're doing with tacos out here. We'll can't see wait we'll to see go to Thursday. L.A. And, yeah, can't go to, wait to go to L.A. and walk everywhere with you. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> we'll see you Thursday night. I'm going to definitely yeah. go to the show, man. All right. Uh, thanks, guys. Absolutely. Right. Daniel Van Kirk. Here we go. Mornings with Matt and Bob. Approaching 10 a.m. When, unfortunately... We have to leave, but uh, you guys are sticking around in record numbers, and we appreciate that. You're sticking around for Drew. You're sticking around for L.A. You're sticking around. Whoa, boy, are you guys sticking around for Johnny Rude. My man, Johnny, Johnny Rude. Rude. Man, he's Rude. You should see his so numbers rude. lately. It's an, I mean, look, I'm happy for Johnny Rue, but I don't like the fact that he gets to tell us where to park now. You know what I mean? He stepped on my Jordans the other day. What? He's so didn't rude. Say nothing? No, he didn't say so excuse get out the me way, kid. nothing, man. Not He's big so old, rude, that Johnny. I'm big sorry. old mark on him now, big old crease. Johnny yeah. Rude. He gave me one of those kaleidoscopes with uh, the black oh, uh, no. ink on it. Yeah. Looked like you got a black eye. The whole time. Oh, is he the guy that sat this entire thing of open Milano's in front of me that I now I got X Lax yeah. and I've gained 55 pounds sitting here this morning? No, he put X Lax so in. So rude, that guy. He's so rude. He does the rudest things. There is chocolate X Lax. Never says thank you, never opens a door for a lady. He's just rude. Old Johnny Rude. Oh, my God. You know, when he finishes with a lady. He says, go to sleep in that wet spot right there. <laughs> so rude. That's rude. You're welcome. He doesn't even get a towel afterward. So rude. I always scamper off. Let me get you one.
Yeah. He goes, uh, him, he goes, I'll get you some shampoo. And guess what's in the bottle? Oh, more? More! Oh, no, <laughs> he's so rude! Johnny! He goes to Starbucks. He didn't even pay for the car behind him. Wow. Even though he got his paid yeah. for? Yeah. So rude. Didn't return. Didn't re- he never returns the favor. I do want to say thank you all to all of y'all, though, because uh, it is, it's a nice way to roll into the end of the year with the whole station getting together doing so well uh ratings wise that you know it's always nice to go at the end of the year knowing that maybe they'll let you back (laughs) in january i will say this is the time of the year where everyone gets nervous because you never know what's going to happen you know i I think it already happened so do you think i can make that i i can't use my right arm for anything anymore because that's that's a tough shot there's this is all broken up in here yeah that's a tough shot i've been having to try to learn things left-handed so that's the story of that boxer Braddock from Cinderella Man. Really? Yeah. The problem with learning everything left-handed is now it feels like I'm getting an HJ from a British girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Doesn't feel it's right. It's not a bad thing, by the way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can even. Had several. That wow. one in. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Well, you keep. You believing. can't even see it from. Did yeah, you see how there was no arc on it though? I don't. I do not know how to use my left hand to shoot anything, but I am. I'm, I'm envious of a guy like, you know, Bob is uh, ambidextrous. Kind ambidextrous. of. I'm semi-ambidextrous. He bowls. You like animals? I bowl left-handed, but I write right-handed. I throw a baseball left-handed, but I bat right-handed. Uh, I don't know what my dominant foot is. I would say if, if I was a, if I played for the FC, I think my dominant foot would be my left foot. Here's the incredible thing, though. Mm-hmm. He can twist both her nipples at the same time. No, that I can do. Yeah. That I can do. That's no problem. Tune in Tokyo. And I'll keep practicing until I get it right. But I don't even know what he's saying right now. I've never done that to a person. That's rude. Johnny Rudewood, though. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny Rudewood is so rude. He pinches his own nipples. He's too hard, too. He, like, he has no sense of like uh-huh. pressure. Like, right. hey, that's... Ow. So, so rude. rude. So rude. He's never waited for a woman to finish. He's Johnny Rude. If there's someone walking behind him, he closes the door faster. It doesn't open it up for him. He will fart in your general direction. In an elevator. He's yeah. Johnny Rude. At the Xerox machine. Mm-hmm. He'll just, he doesn't care who's behind him. Loud one. Rude. As he steps off of the elevator, he pushes all the buttons. He's Johnny Rude. Left-hand turn only lane. He's going straight. Maybe for you. He's Johnny Rude. Driving slow in the left lane. Mm-hmm. Johnny Rude. <laughs> Over holidays, let's write 400 of those for him. <laughs> <laughs> He's so rude. How rude is he? <laughs> he throws his cigarette butts out the car. Mm. Right into your car. That's rude. He samples the dressing at the salad bar with his finger. Ooh. That's rude. <laughs> Ladies, that's not that's a finger. Rude. Johnny Rude. Oh, man. So rude. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I can't think of it. I must be a nice guy. I can't think of any rude things. Uh, Bob, you went to physical therapy yesterday for your hip, right? But not technically. I went to see Dr. Bombin at perform, Performance Dr. Bombay. Therapy Group. He's like a sports. Well, technically, I think chiropractor. But he's got yeah. guys there that was, you went to a chiropractor that you were telling me they were going to go do this therapy thing. He's got I, your guy. No, he's you got went to guys a, there that uh, rub you down and stretch you out and up. show you exercise. Right. You, you went to a multi-level mark. You went to a, a pyramid scheme doctor. No, no, he's good. 
Chiropractic. I know he's got to be good because a famous football player has a football in his office that's autographed that says, thanks for saving my career or whatever it says. So I know he's worked on... Signed Rudy. He signs <laughs> I know he's worked on... I know he does a lot of athletes and stuff. I'm not an athlete, but... It's helped, man. It's helped. You I'm brought me my, back from the dead, man. My first ever PT today. Dr. Bombin. Parked uh, on job? Yeah. Yeah, I gotta go. I guess I gotta go buy sweats or something. Yeah. Speaking of sweats. We got a Walmart right around the Speaking corner. Speaking of sweats. Did you see that there's a company in LA? They're the first ones offering it, but it's a series of five injections that'll plump up the girth on your dong. Five injections. Yeah, you, and they say that it makes the head all headier and the shaft all shaftier. That's rude. And they said, uh, so they say you, you show up better in your in your sweatpants if you want to if you want to print. I guess I could use a little plump, little yeah. plumpness. You don't they, you don't get any length. It's all just uh, you know ballpark franking it. I need more length than anything. Really? We'll just throw a banana in there. I think I think I read somewhere where ladies only have feeling in like the first one inch of that spot anyway. That's something so. that that small PP console is propaganda. The small PP where consulate. Where do they meet? <laughs> the gun where are their, the where gun is their secret headquarters? Uh, at the Porsche dealership. <laughs> oh, it's a moving target. It's like they move their headquarters. <laughs> oh, come on. We're going to lose the oh. Porsche account. The, uh, you know what? They're not doing any live reads with us, and there's a reason, because we can't afford them. Uh, but, uh, they, God, I, God, I love Porsches. Saw an older green one on Instagram the other day, and I just thought, my God, that's all I want. So fancy. Mm. I don't know what I would want if I could have anything. Mm. Honestly, it would be a Porsche, but it would be that SUV, that Cayenne. Oh, really? That's yeah, what you like? I like that. Really? You like that? Oh, you like that kind of thing? Is that what you like? That's mm-hmm. what you like? Oh, that's what you like? You got to manifest that. Why don't you go over there and drive that then? I am. I'm you got to put a picture of one on your refrigerator my and resolution. look at it every day. That's how the ladies do it. And then you, you, uh, it just... Yeah. One a, day you wake up and it's in your driveway. You, you Put a picture it. of a Cayenne up on your 1970s refrigerator to remind you what you're <laughs> aiming for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we do need to bring our resolutions and what we're going to manifest this next year. I want to have some goals. Mm. You know? Yeah. For once. Goals. Goals are good. And maybe I'll do that. Are we going to do a resolution show before the end of the year? Maybe. I don't know. No, before resolu- the end of the year? Or what is, is it a resolution, uh, really? I was thinking we would do it right when we first come in. Or do you have to have your resolution set like for day one of the year? I think if you wait till January 3rd to do your resolutions, you've already broken one of your resolutions. I feel like you have less. Like it's already, yeah, you I feel like two days, days go by. now. No, I feel like you know how you're allowed to contribute to a Roth IRA all the way up until April. Yeah, grace period. I feel like to set the resolution that you should have like 15 days to go, okay, I'm okay. I've sobered up now from Maybe. New Year's Eve. At least I'm thinking straight. I'm back in the office. Now I can think straight about what I want to do with this year. No, I'm going to do mine before. Well, maybe that should be the topic of uh, Thursday or Friday shows going through the resolutions. Because if set. I don't start on if I don't start on the first and it gets to be the second or the third of January and I didn't start, then I'm like, uh, I'm already already lost, already. Messed up my resolutions. Oh, I'll try again next year. I have the same resolution every year. No urinating, no defecating. Mm-hmm. Well, you're Usually gonna, I can make it six or seven months before. You're going to break that definitely by... He's talking Valentine's. about your butthole. 
<laughs> See, Chewy, it works. What? It, magnets? Oh, you're... <laughs> it worked. What did he do? Show it to me. <laughs> I don't even know. What am I looking at? It's a at? bunch of e-bikes he taped to his refrigerator it to worked. manifest it. Oh, you man... That's how you got... Yeah. Yeah, he puts those up there, and then Jennifer sees it, and she buys it for him. Not true. You're rude. That's so rude. That's so rude. He's chewy rude. I, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some stuff on my fridge. Then. I thought that stainless Picture. steel wasn't magnetic. I didn't think you could stick anything to a, a put, stainless I steel used, refrigerator. Um, I use painters tape. I used, oh, you taped them? Yeah, you see the blue tape. Well, yeah, but I, you said you said the magnets work, but those aren't magnets. I'm mm. gonna put on my fridge a Porsche Cayenne. Yeah, some live spots. Uh, now you're just greedy. <laughs> well, I you, think you'll get the Porsche first, brother. What do you buy you, Smokey? What do you want to manifest? Something you want? I'm um, telling you, I'm giving you a secret. The ladies have been doing this for two decades now. They just wish something. They they cut out a picture. They put it on a dream. What's it called? A dream? What do you call the board? What uh, they do? A vision board. board. Vision, vision board. board. I just, there's literally Is there a lady what outside. Was that? You what manifested that? a woman. <laughs> you manifested a. <laughs> A manifester. Bob goes, what are the ladies got? And then literally a voice comes out of the hallway. There's no body there. I just hear a woman's voice go, vision board. Vision board. You make yourself a vision board and all that. you get all those things. Come in here, Tom. You don't easy. have to wait in the hall. Come sit down. You're, come, sit in the, come sit in the damn chair. Don't stand in the hallway. You're, You're part of, of the show, Tanya. You're one of us. Even we've got two minutes left. Two minutes left. God, I can't believe how rude she is. She just comes in here and destroys the show. We had, we had, we had absolutely were headed somewhere, and she just comes in here. I guess I'll just do whatever I want to. Walk all over you like the other women in your your life do. I want to. That's a good impression. You like that? That sounded like her a little bit. That don't sound like me. This show's so stupid. We were talking about Johnny Rude. Has he been rude to you? He's no, the rudest. Not recently. I've been He's, on vacation. Though. Oh, okay. So what are you uh, manifesting this next year? Uh, all good things the... for y'all. Really? Oh. Yeah, that makes oh. it good for me. Don't think about us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. More awards. Okay. More lives. Well, don't we don't come have in here and kiss up to us. Be I'm mean not. to us. That's the only way we feel real love. No, no, no. It's true. The love is real. Mm. It's a thing. All the things. Tanya used to be okay. a cheerleader for the University of Texas. Why did you bring and She hates no, it. No, I am. But did you ever pom pom girl? Did you ever do mm, that thing? Pom poms mm. have been held up. Did mm. you ever do that thing where the, the guy would throw you up, put his hand underneath you, and hold you up in the air? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Johnny Rude. Oh, he's so rude. So rude. No one. So he looked so no rude. He looked up too. No one. Because he's That's so right. rude. He's rude. Uh -huh. He looked up underneath. Uh, <laughs> let's get out. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.